Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at SNTRlive.com where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. If you're looking for my talk about Halo Infinite with Halo Reach returning to it, that will be a timestamp in the description below. This is a live stream, so it's about four hours long. There's micro gaming news segments in this video. There's live Q&A. There's a lot of back and forth, and we use timestamps to show you where each section takes place. Really, if you like this kind of content, you should hit subscribe and the bell button so you're here for the live discussions. If you do prefer shorter uploads, we upload everything that we talk about in the stream and the segments to a shorts channel. You can look for SNTR Shorts or go to SNTRShorts.com. Right now you're on SNTR Presents, which is the main show that we do Monday through Friday. A little bit of a different week this week. I will be out of town July 1st through the 5th, so there won't be streams Thursday and Friday uh, and Monday. So we'll be returning Tuesday next week. But we have a couple of days ahead of us and we have a lot to discuss now before i get to the actual halo infinite halo reach stuff just to let you know the micro gaming topics today blood hunt a game you might not have heard about and windows 11 news for people especially with an xbox and cyberpunk refunds what's going on there with respect to the platforms where you can still get a refund but before we do that let's kind of recap what we did last week on friday i did not do a short video last night it got too late on sunday And if we upload the short late on Sunday night, it kind of messes up the rest of the week. You can only do so many notifications within a 24-hour period. So we're very, very cognizant of that. And so that's why you didn't get a short upload. So you can still see the short upload there. Uh, I'm talking about Destiny tomorrow. And we did. We talked about Destiny on Friday. Now that video did very well after it got published. I think a lot of people came back and kind of wanted to hear what I had to say. The turnout on Friday was, uh, it wasn't as huge as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a really booming day, but it was a pretty normal day, which is actually encouraging. That might sound weird to say, but Destiny's not some cheat code that I can like, oh, hey, let's talk Destiny, and all of a sudden, everybody comes, you know, resounding back. We had bigger days earlier in the week talking about other things, and I think that just means we're really sort of transcending the idea of this is a Destiny-only channel, and the variety gaming news coverage is there now, and so I really appreciate that, uh, and I really continue to say on Friday, hey... If you're one of the people that hasn't been here in a while because I'm not covering Destiny, we miss you and would love for you, you know, for you to come back around. I know people say, hey, we miss you covering Destiny, but I, I miss you guys coming and hanging out. We essentially do the same show uh, all the time. I referred to the Elden Ring easy mode debate you can see there. Uh, that was a great day, and that was really essentially what the show always was, is us sitting for a couple of hours and just talking about everything and having really lively debates. Even when we cover Destiny exclusively, we got to a point where most of the day we weren't even talking about Destiny. We would be debating movies or TV shows, and largely that is still what the show is all about, is coming together as a community and having a really good time. And the Destiny should be worried. I I thought that was a really, really great day and a really good discussion. It wasn't a bunch of cheap shots at, at Bungie or Destiny, which that could have been pretty easy. 
Uh, they're in some respects they're an easy target for some criticism, but I mainly focused on what I thought would be a, a measurable shift once Halo Infinite's multiplayer is available and it's free. If they pull this off and they really deliver what they talk about in their Halo Infinite multiplayer overview video, if they actually pull it off, okay, I actually think long term you're going to see an, an effect on the Destiny Crucible numbers specifically, mainly because they're already shrinking regularly, not the normal season to season up and down, but just a general lower engagement month to month, year to year. And a lot of that has to do with how Bungie has handled the franchise over the years. And I, I to be fair, I, I did say for five or six years that, you know, people would come in and complain about stuff that was going on in Destiny. I'm like, it sounds like you want Halo. Maybe you should go play Halo. Well, it looks like they're going to be able to do that. They're going to be able to go play Halo completely for free. You know, no risk, no no like, oh man, I I've I've I spent all this money or oh, I've got to spend all this money and it could really be Halo's time to shine. So, if you want to see that debate and that discussion, it was a really really good day. It really ended up being a fun stream. Uh, and a lot of great back and forth and a lot of good pushback. There were people that really pushed back a little bit on what I was saying. And I did make some caveats and I did say there will be elements of Halo that won't land on a lot of players of Destiny. The movement's not going to be nearly the same. Uh, and it is going to feel a little bit more restrictive and tight compared to the freedom and the agility and everything that you have in Halo. That could be both a really appealing thing to players that have been looking for a change up or something more competitive or more balanced but it could also be a huge deterrent so it was a, it was a great day there were good points all around surprisingly enough scarlet nexus we had a great turnout for that as well really good numbers and I gotta tell you, I usually only play a JRPG for you so that you can see it and you can make up your mind. I'm probably the best player for it because I am not a fan of JRPGs. So usually I'm gonna be able to to look at it with a less sort of bias or you know preferential treatment sort of view. So I'm a I'm kind of a great streamer to watch play a JRPG. If you're a fan of them, you're gonna know what to look for. You can kind of watch me bumble around. And Scarlet Nexus is probably the most fun and approachable. JRPG I have ever played. Now, be fair warned, it's apparently coinciding with an actual anime, and that leads to the game feeling a little bit like they baked a television show into it, which you might find to be really, really cool. If you don't, feel free to skip through the dialogue because the gameplay is really enjoyable. The combat is super satisfying. It's easy to pick up. A lot of the times JRPGs are super super heavy sledding. A lot of depth, a lot of different things you got to be doing at once and a lot of investment in your character. This is way more approachable and accessible than other JRPGs that I have played and the combat loop almost immediately hooked me once I got to try out a few things. So if you're curious about that that's a great play session to go back and rewatch if you're like man that sounds like a game I might want to check out and try I actually I'll probably never be able to go back and play it just because of kind of how YouTube works but that is one that I'm not going to request a refund on a lot of times I buy them and as long as I play them under two hours I feel I can have a good conscience about saying I did not enjoy this and I request a refund because I enjoyed it I am not going to be doing that 
even though I likely won't ever pick it up again, you know, maybe in the distant future, rainy day or something. But I will not be requesting a refund on that because I could not say uh, in good and co- with a clear conscience that I didn't enjoy it because it did and it ran smooth and it ran well. And uh, so that is a that's a, that's a great game if you're looking for something to pick up right now. If you're looking for something new and fresh and obviously new and fresh i mean you know halo infinite is on everybody's minds the launch date you know nearing if the end of the year as phil spencer gave assurances last week we covered this that they are really really dead set on this thing landing holiday and it didn't surprise me his commentary it really echoed a lot of what i've been trying to tell people that i can't see sony or microsoft you know allowing this holiday 2021 season to pass them by they're going to do everything in their power to ensure that Horizon Forbidden West launches for the Sony platform and that Halo Infinite launches for the Microsoft platform I'm telling you I really think they're going to do everything they can to ensure that happens and today we're breaking down another way that Halo Infinite is going to be trying to draw in that nostalgic pull to the audience with Halo Reach and it's actually pretty interesting. I'm 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 more interested now in how they're going to be doing the seasons and the various things based on everything we're going to be looking at and reading. And that's not all. Be be sure that you're here for the second half of the show. We're trying to make the second half of the show not so much of a like a like a record scratch, but we do want to ensure that the 4 hours is full of good content eventually after about two hours or a little bit more we've kind of taken the main topic and run it through the ringer there's less and less to say by that time and so that's usually when we shift to live q a which you can take advantage of as a paying member we'd love to see the memberships go up we're nearing the one year mark for memberships you'll start seeing some of the red badges show up we just updated the badges to match the new logo which everybody seems to love so thank you for the positive uh response to that uh, that was really kind of a risk. It was like, man, it, the, you know, the old logo was near and dear to my heart, but it didn't really have anything to do with what we were doing anymore. We had shifted completely to a daily segment called SNTR Presents. We used to do SNTR Presents over on the Purple Platform, so having n- named segments is not something new to what I do, but it all fell under the banner of a, of a name that really doesn't really encapsulate the content anymore even though that's where SNTR comes from. So, really, really happy to see those badges in chat. We would like to see those membership numbers continue to go up. They have dropped a little bit. We're right at about 800, and we were hoping to push to 900 and above, and uh, gifted memberships are not available yet. We're hoping that it is soon, so we can start to hit some really nice membership milestones. Uh, That is a great way to support the channel, and we want to make sure we're giving you something for that, but we don't want to go too far. Most of the audience is not a paying member. Most of the audience is lurking and listening, and I greatly appreciate that support. If you're here faithfully in the mornings when the show starts, that is significant. So if you set a timer, you set an alarm or whatever, a reminder to make sure you're here right at that 8.30 start time, even though we start a little bit after 8.30 these days so I can have time to record this morning intro. That's massively helpful because the more people that kind of start with the video, hit like, get the chat going, the better. So you lurkers are really the lifeblood. So I don't ever want you to think like if you're not a paying member, you're not supporting. But we do, we really do need the member numbers as well as all the other ways of supporting the channel to continue to thrive uh, because that's how we get to do what we do here. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's, it's no small task to cover this much content and th- these many topics because today... We're covering even more micro gaming news. Blood Hunt, 
a game coming out, a new Battle Royale with a huge twist. We're going to be talking about that. Windows 11 has really good news for folks who own the Xbox. I actually was kind of interested in reading this because Windows 10 has been notorious to have some weird issues with streaming and OBS. Hoping maybe we can shed all that when Windows 11 lands. And then Cyberpunk refunds no longer available to those on the Microsoft platform. I've got the date that's going into effect and also some thoughts on why that suddenly took place. But the big topic for today is Halo Infinite with their first season being called Heroes of Reach. And this is going to be, I think, a huge, a huge nostalgic trip for people. We're even going to play Halo Reach today. I-, I played it, you know eons ago uh, when I was a much younger lad and we're going to be checking it out today and playing that. That'll be our gameplay session in the afternoon. We will end up over on SNTR Gaming as well for a viewer request. We're trying to continue to feed that channel content. We've got some really good ideas that we want to implement once uh, once we're back in town next week. Uh, this week will be pretty normal though, but we've got some new ideas of things we want to do with gameplay because the response to gameplay has been so good. So, uh, there are a variety of ways to support the channel, and we we have these uh, little commands running across the bottom of the board every day. Discord's a great way to stay connected, especially when I'm not streaming or something's not going on on any of the channels. This would be like in the evenings or the weekends, or maybe when I'm out of town. Uh, Discord's a great way to not miss out on announcements, connect with the community, and if you're a paying member, you get increased access. So we really encourage people to hang out in the Discord. I'm always wearing a shirt from 80s Tees, a nice vintage Star Wars shirt today. Uh, The shirt command will take you to the Star Wars collection, but you can use code LONO anywhere on 80stees.com and you get 30% off. Their stuff is all officially licensed and high-quality print, so it's not cheap. That 30% off makes a huge difference. You can send me a tip with the tip command or super chat. We appreciate all you super chatters and the messages that you leave us, but you can also use the tip command. We do still use Twitter. We've we've got the new branding everywhere, so we're you know we're tweeting when we're live, we're putting out those videos, and the people that hit favorite, you know, hit the like and the retweet and all that on Twitter. I know a lot of people left Twitter. It's understandable after a lot of what's been going on over there as a platform. Uh, Twitter's kind of crazy, but we do think it is a decent place to continue to have a presence. Uh, The coffee command, if you order coffee today, you're good, okay? If you order coffee tomorrow, we might even shut down orders starting tomorrow because I'm not going to ask my wife to ship anything on Wednesday. That's That's when we're traveling. I will be doing a stream on Wednesday, but just a morning segment. So if you're trying to order some coffee, today is going to be the last day you can order it until July 6th because we're just going to suspend orders. There's no real reason to take orders while I'm out of town. I'll brainstorm on that with Creature, but I think that's probably the right call to be like, listen, we want people's expectations to be when you click that order button within at least one to two days, you are getting your tracking information and the coffee gets to you very quickly. We have been very good about that and we want to continue to be good about that. So we, we will likely not be taking orders starting tomorrow until July the 6th. So we'll reopen that once I'm back in town and streaming again. And uh, that way, you know, obviously if you're going to get your orders in, get them in today. And there's the join command as well as the join button. And we appreciate everybody who has continued to keep their membership here. Looking forward to seeing the red badges in the chat guys get the chat going get the likes going i already see we're having a nice strong turnout i really appreciate that when i see those starting numbers it's really encouraging so thank you for that get us to the first 100 likes if we already have 100 likes go for 200 i'll be live on the mic in just a second i'm getting my coffee excited for today's stream
Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome everybody in to another full day of gaming news, debates, discussions, all of the things. I mean, we, we keep looping back to Halo because they just keep dropping more info and more good news. Uh, this this info about Reach, I, I, I this hit on fr- this funny enough. This hit on Friday in the middle of our show. Creature was like, "Oh man, what if you know we we should have tried to cover it?" And it was like, "There was just no way we were going to try and pivot and cover from what we were sort of set up for." So if you guys were here Friday, we covered the you know why I think essentially why I think uh, the the Destiny Crucible, you know, engagement base should be a little concerned uh, given everything we've seen from Halo Infinite. And a a lot of this is driven by, you know, an ongoing discussion about that game's Crucible and, and PvP experience, but also just the history of a lot of the people who play that game, the history of those who are you know, playing every single day or have been playing every single day for a really long time. And I was like, oh man, we, we, we didn't have time to, to really break this down on, on Friday. So I was like, we got to kick that. We got to kick that to Monday. You know, we, we've got, we've got to break this down because this is a big deal. This is obviously right in line with a lot of what we've been saying about how they're going to want to dial in that nostalgia. They're They're going to want to dial in the classic, Halo feel and experience and they're really going to want to draw back fans of the franchise and one of the ways they're going to do it is with this first season that they have being very much centered around reach and I I think a lot of people are uh, are are gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be diving in purely for that reason you know what I mean love the new badges keep the good content coming thank you life is great I appreciate that yeah, we should see some red badges soon, uh, and hopefully, so, hopefully, hopefully they, uh, we start to see those. I'd love to see some before I go out of town. Uh, I stumbled upon a, a video of you getting absolute crap scared out of you by Man Bat in Arkham Knight. It was gold. Something like that as a short would be pretty cool. Well, the shorts channel is generally built to be a great funnel of uploads because not everybody wants to sit through a really long stream. So that's why we have the shorts channel available to you and anybody else who is looking for videos that are anywhere from four minutes to six minutes long. They are all very, very short, and that channel is just humming along. I We, we continue with that format. I think for a while, I think that channel is set up to be a very, very strong channel. Because listen, there's a lot of people on YouTube that are never going to want to sit in here for four hours, like, waiting for me to finally get to the main subject. You know what I'm saying? Like, a live stream, we describe this as, as gaming radio. It's like video game radio. You can throw me on in the background. It's safe for work. You don't have to worry about language I'm using. And a lot of people like that. But there are also a lot of people that are just like, going to YouTube to be like, I really would like information on what this Halo Infinite Halo Reach thing is, or I would really like information on, you know, uh, the the possibility of a Bloodborne remaster. Like, that video did great the other day. Why? Well, because people are looking for a, a real quick video that's going to give them that information. And to be quite honest, that's the kind of YouTuber I am when I'm not streaming. Uh, that's how I use YouTube. I know a lot of people do. They're like, dude, I don't want to sit through some four-hour video, you know? So... 
back to tier 2 glory thank you quad for upgrading tier 2 I greatly appreciate you increasing your membership um thank you to everybody there's a lot of you that have kept your subscription here for the entire 11 months we're about to roll over and see some 12 month badges and I greatly appreciate it. it it's it's incredible that it's almost been an entire year since we started streaming over here we started streaming over here in the middle of July and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna celebrate I'm obviously we're, we're very excited with you know the result the journey was very rough and the journey was scary there's still elements of it that are scary but you know that we've we've come a really really long way and now we're in a position where it's like okay now i know exactly what i want to do for the next year with the content let's just dig down and do that for a year you know what i mean i haven't missed any yet so i should be ready anytime now I'll have to check it's literally gonna be when you re-up for next month right drive by light drop thank you heartless one it'll be when you roll over for next month so yo what's good feed i see you in the chat uh your comeback's inspirational i don't know many who could have done what you did it's it's been a long road it's it's good to see uh it's good to see um one of the particular cases that the investigators were looking at is finally going to court and i even if the guy doesn't win i hope it rattles cages i hope people start to realize you know that it's a serious thing so a clip of lono playing jump man with his kids in the background is the best thing for youtube and the channel i know i went to go i meant to go back it was at 42 minutes it was at 42 minutes when it happened um and man it's a funny moment i felt really really bad okay i i i i felt i felt really really bad that <laughs> i bailed after an hour i was like dude i was like dude screw you t-bone i can't do this you know what i'm saying i was like i can't i can't do this i i do not i have no interest in uh, in continuing right why do i have hair you have hair yeah we updated the badges um so if you go to see perks under the stream you can see how many days you are into this current month do I have a badge when I talk? No, I don't have a badge when I talk. So glad you're playing Reach. That game is so special to me. It's my childhood. Still get emotional. Amazing campaign. One of the best I've ever played for sure. Nice, nice, nice. You're a tad behind 10 months, 7 days. Okay, well, you'll get your red badge very, very soon then. I. It's always exciting when you see the first couple of color changes. Because they don't do... I, I think I can do badges for like 18 months. But, like, there's no badge between 12 months and 24 months, which is okay, because then, then the, the, the channel is filled with, like, red hair. You know what I mean? It'll be it'll all be the red hair. Um, so, uh, yeah, we are playing Reach. So if you're just tuning in, uh, if you're just tuning in, we will be covering today how Halo Reach is returning inside of Halo Infinite. What exactly are they doing? Uh, we will also be covering other gaming news topics as well. There's a there's a game called Blood Hunt. It's like a new battle royale with a twist. Windows 11 has really good news for folks who own an Xbox. And then Cyberpunk 2077, you will no longer be able to get refunds on Xbox. There's a specific date when that is happening. And what exactly does that have to do with Cyberpunk right now and everything that is happening? Looks like it'll be July 17th. I'll be red. Okay, okay. Uh, when it comes to rage games, it's better to take them in those sort of hourly play sessions. Not good for long streams. Yeah, I couldn't press on. I felt bad 
because I went back and looked. I'm like, Dad Gummin, if we would have gone full two hours, it might have cleared 1K views, you know, and we might have met some people. But I just, man, I could not get into a good headspace. I was so irritated, mainly because of the mechanics of the game. I, that, that was my primary irritation. It wasn't just the falling. It was the, I know what I need to do, but I don't, I, like, the difference between holding down too long and too short it was just it was like a it was like a, a it was like a whisper of, of time I couldn't do it you know what I mean yeah that's fine that's fine I really like the new branding fits well with the new format thank you Creature's big thing with like wanting to change branding and stuff and he was like it, it needs to center around you he's like I know you don't like that he's like but it needs to center around you he's like you're the show you're the content like that's what people are going to remember and rally to. And I was like, okay, like you've convinced me. We looked at a couple of uh, mock-ups here and we the, we settled on that one. He he put me in this direction. I came up with that. We tried a couple other things. And I was like, no. I was like, I think we nailed it. I think it's that. You know what I mean? Can YouTube memberships transfer from one account to another? Is that possible? No, it is not possible, um, unfortunately. Uh, the gifted memberships are supposed to be coming sometime and there's no way for you to transfer a membership no that would be really nice because I know sometimes people come in they're like they're just excited to be a part of what's going on and then a couple of months goes by and you're like oh I'd rather have a different account for this because it's like your personal it's like your personal account or whatever um, there's ways to change your display name Charles and not mess around with your email I, I we have I think we have a, a command on how to do that. Um, my red badge should also be around July 17th. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was going to change the month before when people re-upped. Because a lot of people right now are sitting at 11 months and when you re-up for the next 30 days, it should be, you know, different. So it says, click your top right icon, choose settings, go to add or manage your channels, create a new channel with your preferred username. Each channel has its own memberships. Oh, see, that's not what you're looking for. I don't think that's going to help you because that's going to be a whole new channel that doesn't have a, nem- a membership. Yeah, that means that, that you'd come back in with whatever your username choice is, but it wouldn't be, there'd be no badge next to your name. My wife couldn't make me a shake this morning, so she brought me a, a breakfast shake in a box. We'll see how it goes. You got to drink it fast. Oof. So vanilla-y. You want it on a different YouTube account? Okay. Yeah, you'll just have to do that. You'll just lose your 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 pink. Pink hairdo badge. Nice. That's right. That's right. Problem is if you change your display name, it also changes your name as it displays in emails. They should have an option for a screen name in YouTube only. Pretty basic. Yeah, I know Facebook ran into the same problem. Facebook ran into the same thought problem. It's my gimmick to be fake Ben Shapiro, so it's all good. Well, yeah, that works. <clears throat> Backstory on the shakes. Well, around the time that I started trying to be more healthy, my wife was making these breakfast shakes for herself, and she really liked them. And she was like, if you want me to make one, I'll make you one. She's like, and I, I can put, you know, greens in it because my cardiologist was like, you need more greens. And I was like, okay, okay, well, I'll try. I don't eat, I don't eat poorly. I did. I, I was in the middle. I don't eat poorly, but I don't eat well. I'm just like a normal, 
like American who like doesn't really care about that kind of stuff. Like I don't pay attention to it, but I'm not like eating garbage every day. Like I don't eat, I, I've never been a fan of candy. I've never been a fan of sweets. So that's not really in my diet. And you know, my biggest, my biggest thing was pretzels. I would eat pretzels at night. Um, and that was my biggest thing. I would sit in front of the television and just munch on them. And I just wasn't paying attention so it was like, you know, an hour or so goes by. I, I probably had way more than I should. So my salt intake was way too high. So we, we, we yanked my salt intake way down. The snacks I have now are all very, very low in salt and sodium. And so uh, started riding a bike in the morning, started having a breakfast shake that, that she puts greens in. Yeah, the okra shake was horrible. She did that one morning. That was awful. It made it all slimy. I wish I didn't like the sweets. I have a big sweet tooth. Yeah, yeah. Some people have a whole mouth of sweet tooth. <laughs> sweet teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretzels are the path to excess. I mean, they're just so good. You can just sit and munch on them, you know? You have a nice cold drink, like a like a soda or a beer, man. You just throw down pretzels. It's, I mean, it's it's one of the easiest snacks to, to consume because it's just, there's the, you know, you get a whole bag of them. You're not paying attention to how many you're eating, you know? So... I'm actually curious, I'm actually curious how many people, we need a good poll, I couldn't go opinion on this, this is one of the dilemmas that we have, is we know opinion is a stronger driver for people to come into the stream, I couldn't really do a strong opinion here, I don't know what kind of a poll we want to do today about Halo Infinite, including Halo Reach, um, you know, I maybe we could ask, like, where do people rank Halo Reach, you know, first, second, or third place, because I think most people put Halo Reach at the top, maybe only second to, like, Halo 2. Uh, a lot of the times when people talk about Halo Reach, that might be a good poll. We need to get things going on the subject. Like, I know I know we, I know we love to have morning vibe, but I actually am interested what people are thinking about with, uh, with this Halo Reach inclusion in Halo Infinite. Pretzels are disgusting. You're a monster for liking them. That's all. Oh, why don't you like pretzels? Really? It's easy to overeat nuts. Oh yeah, like if you get like like a like a container of like mixed nuts or salt like honey roasted peanuts. Oh my gosh. Have you played the Reach campaign? I played the Reach campaign way way back in the day. Like I played through it one time. I think I played through that with my sister. I think she was in town and we were just like, man there's nothing to do and we were like oh let's play this halo because i I hadn't ever played it with anybody how do you feel about 343 revisiting older halo content um that could be good that could be good um but what would what options would we give people like it's good it's bad i don't know you really want it to be like dichotomous reaches my favorite halo and top five of all time we could do a one through three. Where do you rank it? Is it first, second, or third? I, I don't know if any... I, that might be too restrictive, though, because there's too many halos. If we do too many options, then the poll will be enormous. You know what I mean? I could put first or second, one or two, second or third, fourth or fifth. I don't know. Will you play the Black Panther Avengers DLC in August? Probably not. I don't see ever touching uh, Avengers. That's just not... That's just not my... That's not my world, man. That game is in such bad shape. Um, let's just do it. 
where do you rank Halo Reach in the franchise? Right? We'll do we'll do first to second. We'll do and then or we'll do third to fourth. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Uh we'll do first or second, third or fourth. I think that's good. Is it is it the first or second or is it third or fourth? I don't think we can put it below there. You know what I mean? I don't think we can put it there. So your first option is, is it a first or second or is it a third or fourth? Where do you rank Halo Reach in the franchise? That way it's just two options. Avengers Combat Loop is so good. Had solid 50 to 60 hours of fun. Too bad Endgame is in really bad shape. You know what that sounds like to me, Kale? That sounds like uh, Anthem. That sounds like Anthem. That's that was Anthem. Anthem was like, if you if 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 the people that didn't go and approach Anthem looking for a campaign actually enjoyed the combat loop, actually enjoyed having all the different javelins. Easy, easy twenty, maybe even thirty hour game if you do all the javelins and really spend some time. Right? You do all that. You do all that, and then you get to the end game, and you're like, there's nothing freaking here. That like your Avenger sounds the same way. It's like, yeah, the combat's pretty satisfying. It's not a bad loop, but there's nothing there. You get through the th- you get through the main game, and then that's it. You're kind of done. You know what I mean? Sweet new badges, just in time for my blue badge. There you go, Master Ty. Now that you say that, yes, it reminds me about Anthem. Yeah, I never played Reach, so what's my option? But I loved two. Well, I mean, you can guess. You can guess. I'm actually surprised about this poll. If you guys are just tuning in. Uh, Halo Reach elements with Heroes of Reach is coming to Halo Infinite in their first season and I'm actually curious where people rank Halo Reach we will be playing it later as sort of a commemoration look back given this news and uh, just curious where people rank it so we have a poll in chat you do not have to leave any longer to take the poll Halo 2 was the best one Halo 3 was second place and Reach is third Uh, too many uh, spent playing Jenga and Reach. <laughs> Avengers is still my favorite looter in recent years, but that isn't saying much with Dark Alliance, Godfall, Torchlight 3, Magic Legends. Oh, yeah. That's rough. Um, not sure. Uh, forgot to switch topics uh, with the news. Um, for sure, got to switch topics with this news. No, we already covered that. We Yeah, we, we did a short on that. You're late to the party. You are late to the party, Butters. We already have a short on the Shorts channel about Battlefield using bots to fill their servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thematically, Reach's story is top two. Gameplay-wise, it's the worst Bungie Halo. Really? Are you serious, Joel? Huh. Halo 3 will always be number one to me, but Reach is second. That's why I thought giving first or second was was a nice option, but you're seeing here, you're seeing here, the way that people think about Halo, it's still so very split. Like, everybody has a different way of weighing it. You know, it's almost a 50-50 split. If you're new, you gotta be a subscriber to talk in chat. Subscribing is free. I just saw somebody hit the the sub button, so thank you for doing that. You can take our poll in chat and join in the conversation. Where do you rank Halo Reach? Uh, do you agree with Joel? Because Avid7 says, I agree with Joel. Zerlock says, I never really got into Reach. My disc got scratched and I was a broke kid, so I couldn't get a new one. Oh my. Oh, that is a tragic story. That's the worst kind. 
There's no resolution. <laughs> did you never... You never went... Did you ever go back and play it, though, Zerlock? Oh, man. I gotta agree. Reach was sort of meh with armor lock. Take out armor lock. Uh, items. Uh, it's my favorite Halo. What is armor lock? I don't remember that. Halo 1 and 2 are my favorites, then Reach. There you go. There you go. So top three. Top three for you. Wasn't Reach the Halo that was outside the box in terms of gameplay? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You're asking the wrong. You're asking the wrong guy. I played it ages ago. Halo Reach campaign was amazing. The PvP is what ruined Halo for me. No, I only played for like two months. Only played for two months. Murph is very mad at me. He's like, what is armor lock? And you say you played it? Yeah, I played it like 10 years ago. I played it one time a decade ago in in the basement of a, my old duplex. Well, no, the first duplex we had. In the basement of our old duplex with my sister. We were just chilling, just hanging out, playing video games. Lore-wise, it made more retcons. And gameplay-wise, it was the worst it brought the bloom, but it was okay. I think it's my fifth. Oh, wow. You put it way down there. Halo 3 and Halo 3 ODST are overreach for me. Halo Reach adding in armor abilities wasn't great, but it added to the custom game sandbox. This is, uh, this is so confirmed, though. Was not actually confirmed in the past from EA themselves? Yes, it was, Butters. Yeah, it was confirmed when I went over it. Yeah, Barrier is one of the people who submitted articles about it. 100%, yeah. They said, they even said, they had, like, a link in the one article, Butters, and they said, these are the three ways we're gonna use bots, and they had, like, a bullet, they had it bullet-pointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you slam your fist down on the ground and your armor locked up, making you invulnerable to damage for a short duration. Oh, I remember that. I didn't know that's what it was called. I remember that. I remember doing that. ADJC says Halo 2, then Reach, then Halo 3. So that's your top three. Halo ODST, Halo CE, Halo 4, Halo 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assumed most people would put it in the top four. I assumed most people would put Reach in the top four. That's why you have the options that you have in the uh, in the poll. Is it first or second, or is it third and fourth? Halo 2 is definitely the best. Halo Reach is my number one all-time favorite game next to Sonic Riders. Halo Reach, then three for me. Okay, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Another new sub. Somebody else just hit subscribe. Thank you to the, all the new subscribers today. If you want to chime in in chat with your thoughts you do have to wait one minute after hitting subscribe that just keeps the bots out of chat I can't even watch this it's causing me too much anxiety uh you can't watch why uh Halo Reach killed um killed Halo's competition scene which really hurt the game's popularity as we headed into the esports era with all the kids wanting to be pro Fortnite players that was well before Fortnite though When did Halo Reach release? Halo Reach release was... It was 11 years ago when it came out. It came out in 2010. That had nothing to do with Fortnite. Oh, but you're saying Paul's agreeing with you. Reach killed esports Halo. Oh, so you're saying at the time. I was like, how in the world would it be related to Fortnite? 
So you're saying it hurt their it hurt their their esports? Yeah, it released in 2010. It released 11 years ago. That was a long, long time ago. Call of Duty Pro Scene was blowing up. Halo 2 was much different. The campaign was fantastic. Okay, okay. Alex says, Halo 3 killed the pro feeling of Halo. Really? That's so interesting. You guys, so there were times that, there were times in the history of the Halo franchise that people say this is when the game's pro scene was, was killed or bad or got hurt or whatever. For me, it's Reach 1, ODST 2, Halo 3 is third, and Halo 2 only had a good campaign. Reach multiplayer was awesome, y'all crazy. See, this is why the poll is so split. 50% of the audience is putting, is putting, we already have 150 votes. Weigh in on the poll in chat, guys. 150 votes is actually kind of lightweight for how many people are here. Half the people that have voted have put it in first and second, and the other half have put it in third or fourth. So it, the audience is very much is is very much uh, on polar opposite ends of the spectrum here with respect to where you rank Reach. Love it or hate it, 5 brought back Professional Halo. Did Halo 5 bring back Professional Halo, or did the Master Chief Collection do that? I don't know. So were there actual Halo 5 tournaments that got any got any traction? I was top 500 in Halo 2. Halo 3 killed esports Halo. The introduction of regen fields and bubble shields absolutely murdered the entire flow of combat, especially it was already slow. Okay, so we definitely have somebody who, who, who played a lot back then. Love the new badge, thank you. Halo 5 did not bring back Halo. Yeah, I don't think there was any esports presence at all for, for Halo 5. Um, Halo 5 Breakout was definitely a nod to old Halo PvP. Halo 5 multiplayer is very competitive. What's what, But what were the player numbers like? Did they do any tournaments? Did any teams take it serious? Halo 5 has esports because Microsoft pumped money into it. 5 was reasonably popular with regards to the multiplayer. Man, I thought it was in terrible shape after launch. That was at least that was at least my memory of it. My memory of it was like, man, that th- there was it was in rough shape after launch. Reach also had non-regenerating health. Shields would regen, but underneath that you needed health packs to heal. Oh, so they tried to lean into like a more classic arena feel where like you had to get your health and armor back from the map. That's like a quake thing. That's like that's that's an old school arena influence. Another new sub. Thank you for clicking the sub button. If you're a new sub, you can talk in my chat after one minute. We love hearing from the new folks when they weigh in on these topics. Halo 3 didn't ruin anything. Esports picked up because of Halo 3. Other games just did better. Uh Bungie moved away from PvP. Then the tens for Bungie is to move away from uh, from PvP. The trend for Bungie. Okay. Halo 5 had a solid pro scene for a while. So interesting. I didn't pay any attention to it cuz I just <clears throat> people were so angry about the game that like I didn't think it had a chance. It was garbage at launch, but it gathered a, f- a niche following. Huh. I was level 44 in Halo 2. I had 10 plus max level 50s in Halo 3. Halo 2 was the explosion of esports. 3 held much of that competition. Reach caused the drop. Man, 
there's so many disagreements in chat right now. Nobody sees this the same way. Reach created customization for multiplayer, which was ahead of its time, which is being brought back to Halo Infinite. Right. That's I've actually heard more people bring that up when Halo Reach comes up is the is the is the customization, right? The trend for Bungie is to stop supporting PVP. Eventually they just stop supporting PVP the way they once uh, the way they once did in the game's life. Health packs wasn't a new thing for Halo when it came to Reach. But was the fact that you needed them new though? Because he said that before you had health regen. And in and in that game you didn't, so you had to go get them. That's kind of the way that they do it in like a classic Quake scenario. You're not gonna get your health or your armor back unless you go and grab it. Admiral Monta says, honestly, I just hope the real uh, machinimas get a revive with infinite. I want another Rise of the Spartans. Yeah, it seems like one of the most interesting things that's going to come from today's discussion, Admiral, and I, I've, I've not gone through my talk yet, like down here, um, more than just multiplayer, they have commentary about how this is a historic moment, like in Halo, like it's an actual moment in history, and what you do in multiplayer and your character in multiplayer is like, they're weaving us into the story as it were so like i don't think this is just meant to be like a multiplayer live service game i think they have plans for the story like big plans halo customs would be a great party game with chat oh i'm sure i'm sure it'd be a good time halo combat evolved had health packs on the ground or in places you could pick up so not really new I don't think he was saying that the health packs were new. I think he was saying you didn't regen health like at all. So you needed them, right? Didn't you regen health up to that point? Like as long as you hid long enough, both shield and health went back up after enough time. I'm not a pro player. All I know is Halo 2 and Reach is where I had the most fun. Crazy playing a game for fun, I know. (laughs) Yo, good morning, Cataclysmic. Maybe we'll finally see Noble Six emerge from his cave he's been hiding in. Put the best Halo player against uh, Frost, and Frost destroys old Halo pros. What? That? Huh? He plays for a living in Destiny. That's not even a fair comparison. No, you didn't regen health, just shield. So it's always been that way. Okay, so whoever put that in chat was mistaken. I was going to say, I was like, wait a minute. I always thought you regen both. I, I, I always thought you regen both. Like, you know, you wait long enough. One was where auto heal started. I, yeah, I thought there was one where you always had, you just wait long enough and you're back to, you're back in business. You're back at full health. Guys, if you're enjoying the show this morning, slam that like button. Hit subscribe as well if you want to talk and chat and join the conversation. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Kaganeko with two bags. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. My wife, I will make sure all labels get printed tonight and we do one final shipment tomorrow before we do take a bit of a break in shipping because we'll be traveling. Combat Evolved, you had shields regen and not health. Two and three regen both. Reach was like CE. Okay, so here, yeah, human type person is saying that in Halo 2 and 3, you regen both. That's what I'm saying. I swore I played a Halo where you regen both. I was like, I know I didn't dream that up. I'm not a Halo expert. I'm trying to get more into the game and more into the franchise and more into the community. You guys got to help me. You guys got <laughs> you have to help me, right? 
I played most of them. All of them. I played five. I played one and two. I know I played Reach because I remember playing through the campaign, like I said, with my sister. It was always fun playing the campaign's co-op. CDL pros like Optic Formal started out competing in Halo and Frosty ain't outgunning him. Yeah, I mean, there are certain people you're not going to touch. you got to give them some time in Destiny and they would, they would be, they'd be a killer. But again, do you want, would they even want to? You know what I mean? Would they even want to play? I mean, Destiny is peer-to-peer. It's not even in the realm that most, most true competitive pro esport minded players are not going to want to touch destiny because it's not daddy it's not daddy's like they're not going to want to mess around with that so I, I i can't even see them caring enough to practice to try to show off like how well they could play in 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 destiny so they you know they're they're going to primarily hang out in dedicated server games halo 2 and 3 were automatic okay down to watch you play more Halo. We'll be playing Reach this afternoon. We will be playing Reach this afternoon. We'll see if I can't get the bug and like really care about the story like some of you guys do. Reach at dedicated servers and abilities. <clears throat> Snacking can really catch up. I think Old Soul is not watching live. He's like back when we were talking about pretzels. He's talking about pretzels. <laughs> uh panda left destiny for valorant because destiny isn't competitive anybody who is serious about being competitive like if they actually want to if they want a career in esports they need to permanently walk away from destiny and find a real game like that's not a slam that's like no there are there are no organizations for that game so what are you doing go play valorant go play apex go go play maybe i don't know there's probably stuff for fortnite I'd be, I'd be, I'd be watching Halo. I would be freaking watching Halo if I were, if I were esports minded. If I was a young man and I was esports minded, I'd be paying attention to Valorant and I'd be paying attention to Halo Infinite. That's what I would be doing, right? I, I, I Fortnite's kind of all over the place. They've never really done anything. They do their pickup cups and stuff. You're probably way too far behind to try to get into into Fortnite because the building is just so insane. It's just so intrinsic to the fighting, the building, and the editing, right? The poll results are interesting. Right. I mean, look at the poll. Vote on this poll. 226 people have voted. Where do you rank Halo Reach in the franchise? Half the people are saying first or second, and half the people are saying third and fourth. Like, just split right down the middle. People are either saying it's in the top two or it's not, like, basically, is what this is boiling down to find a game in a community that wants it yeah I, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't waste an ounce of my if I was if I was a professional esports minded player in my 20s I wouldn't be touching destiny why oh, okay we gotta we gotta go bigger go home I gotta try to finish this ah Let's set the record straight. Halo Combat Evolved and Halo Reach had health and shields. You regen shields, but not health. Halo 2, 3, and 4, you did not have health, only had shields. So it was like a one regen. Got it. Did you ever play Halo 3 ODST? Dude, I couldn't tell you. I would... Listen, listen. Halo fans are going to hate me, right? Halo fans hate him. They're going to hate me, right? But... I 
I would pick up Halo just to play the co-op campaign with like my brother or somebody. Like I didn't care about anything else. I didn't care about the story. I didn't care about Master Chief. I didn't care about PvP. I was not a fan. I was just a I was a fan of co-op shooters. And if you remember, at the time that Halo and all those titles were out, dude, a co-op shooter was like non-existent. That was like an anomaly. To, to say, oh, you can play with someone else. There's like, what, one Call of Duty that lets you play through the campaign co-op? Now, some of the newer ones might let you, but for the longest time, World at War was the only Call of Duty that let you play through cooperatively. So, like, there wasn't really anything out there to play cooperatively. I remember the first time I saw Gears of War footage and a guy rolled and posted up against a door and another guy rolled and posted up against a door and they were playing together and I was like, I want to go to there. I want to play that. You know what I mean? Modern Warfare 2 let you play co-op? No, it did not. You could not play through the Modern Warfare 2 campaign co-op unless they did something with the re- with the remaster. If they did something with a remaster that let you, sure, but when Modern Warfare 2 originally launched, you could not you could not play through the campaign co-op. I specifically remember being angry about that. I went from World at War, being able to play through the campaign with a buddy, and then Modern Warfare 2 came out, and you couldn't play it with anybody. They might have had, like, a co-op mode, but I don't think... I don't think you could play through the campaign. Spec op missions? Yeah, it was like this offshoot thing. It wasn't really the campaign. I love the idea of playing through a campaign co-op. That was the main reason I played Halo. I did not play Halo for any other reason. I thought the combat was slow and sluggish. I was like, oh, this feels like I'm playing Unreal Tournament in slow mode or something. I didn't like it. But, but the campaign scratched an itch. It was a shooter. I could play with another person, and that was all I needed. I got okay. Let me let me let me tell you guys a story about Sea of Thieves and why I don't know if I'll ever be able to play that game ever again. So I got the TV set up in the in the entertainment room. I I got my old TV and the new TV set up. I had a cable running from my PC to the big TV and my Series X Xbox hooked up to the old TV. And I was like, babe, I was like, we're going to play Sea of Thieves. I think it would be fun. We could sail together. It's pretty relaxing to sail. As long as we avoid PvP, it won't be that bad. Like, periodically, people might mess with us, but whatever. So, I had three experiences over the weekend that made me say, I, I can never go back to this game. I can't do it. So the first was, my kiddos were playing Mario Kart, and I was just messing around in Sea of Thieves, and they were insistent on me going to the Skull in the Sky. So I go to the Skull in the Sky, and it's a skeleton fort, and I'm trying to figure out how to beat this skeleton fort by myself, and it's really freaking difficult, because the enemies are ridiculously strong, and they kind of swarm you. So I start kiting the skeletons to a spot where I can fight them and beat them. Patrick Davis with a $5 tip says Black Ops 3 had a co-op campaign. Okay, there you go. Okay, so there. The, the, I, I was going to say, some of the newer ones I think you could play through co-op. 
I was just thinking about back then, what was the driver for me to play Halo? It was, there was almost no shooters back then where you could play through together with another person. It was non-existent. My friends and I, that was the first thing we checked every time. We're like, can I play through this cooperatively? Can I? And Halo was like the only game to consistently offer that as a feature. That's why I played through virtually every Halo and can tell you almost nothing about them. Because I wasn't this huge fan. I was just, I loved playing shooters with a partner. Okay. So I'm working on this Skull Fortress and my kids get really into it. They're done playing Mario Kart and it's time for dinner. And I'm like, all right, it's six o'clock. I was like, I've got to be getting close to being done here. Let me just keep working on it. So then my wife comes down and then she gets interested and she's like, oh, you're, you know, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. And I'm sitting there slowly going through the waves. Every time I would go, I was like, man, when is this going to be over? When is this going to be over? I tell, I'm telling you, I had to be close to getting done because I had just killed like three or four red name bosses and the whole cycle started over again. And I had just gotten the red name bosses to spawn again. I was like, I have got to be close to being done. And another crew showed up and killed me and then they killed me again and then they killed me again and then they killed me again and you want to know something they didn't care about the skull fort they didn't care about my treasure they sunk my ship and then they just kept on sailing they didn't they didn't work on the fort they didn't try and get any of the treasure they just killed me griefed me three or four times and then just set off into the sunset they're like yep that's all we care about we're not here for the treasure we're not here for the skull fort we're just here to be rude like that's what we want to do in the game right because truth be told and I mean this, I mean this with all the hate in my heart I can muster. The people that defend PvP and they don't want a PvE mode, right? The, the, the reason that they don't want that in Sea of Thieves is because they don't want PvP. Because PvP would be hard in Sea of Thieves, right? P- PvP would actually be hard in Sea of Thieves. They don't want PvP. What they want is to be able to grief. They're griefers. They're not PvPers. You know? Like, don't sit here and tell me you're like a PvP fan in Sea of Thieves. No, you're not. Because if you wanted PvP in Sea of Thieves, you would want PvP, which would be a player versus player focused area. That's not what you want. You want to pick on people who are in a smaller boat, smaller crew, and completely unable to defend themselves. You are not looking for PvP. You're just a jerk with no skill. That's facts. You're a jerk with no skill, so you go and pick on people who are by themselves and have no way of defending themselves. If you actually wanted PvP, you would ask for it. But what you want is a server of griefing, okay? So I was like, are you kidding me? What dumb luck. What dumb luck that that happened. I kept my cool, right? I kept my cool in front of my kids. I was like, that's why I don't like this game, kids. I said, somebody else can come and just ruin your day. I said, I have nothing to show for the last... It, it was 7 o'clock by the time this all happened. I was like, that's that's an hour and a half of my life. I'll never get back, and I have nothing to show for it in the game. Nothing. Like, nothing to show for it in the game, okay? So then I'm like, alright, here's what we're gonna do. I was like, I wanna play Sea of Thieves with my wife. I was like, Let's take a crack at this game, the two of us, and see if we can't have a good time. All right, let's take a crack. All right, so she is taking a shower, the kids are in bed, and I'm like, I got an idea. I'll get our boat fully stocked 
because the last time she and I played, we played a couple days prior, we did a couple of things, and we kept running out of fruit, because she's not that great at fighting the skellies, because she had never played the game before, okay? People are coming in, they're like, I thought you were going to be talking about Halo Infinite and Halo Reach. While you're listening to my story, take the poll, where do you rank Halo Reach? Hit subscribe if you haven't already so you can talk in chat and just endure my little rant here, okay? If you're new, we talk about more than just the main topic for for the four hours of the show, all right? So I'm like, okay, the other day when she and I played, we kept running out of fruit, we kept running out of stuff. I'm going to get the boat stocked because when you first spawn, you can go around to all the different barrels and just keep taking stuff and dumping in the boat, dumping it in the boat, dumping it in the boat. And all of a sudden, she's getting ready to come down. I'm getting ready to grab our first quest. Somebody starts attacking my boat. I'm like, are you freaking serious? I, the whole time I was doing it, I was telling myself, I bet you 10 bucks, my luck and the way this game goes, somebody is going to come and shoot this boat while I'm, while I'm away or I'll go upstairs to get a drink or something and somebody's going to sink my boat that has no treasure on it. It's clearly a spawned boat because it's like right on the dock and the, and the, and the, and the, the sails are up. Okay. So I'm like, okay, they, they shot it a bunch and they sailed off. I'm like, I'll let them think that they're victorious and let them sail off. And so I wait and I wait. I quickly get on the boat and I save it. I get all the water out. I repair everything. I put the fires out. I repaired the tiller. I repaired the mast. All of it, right? Repaired all of it. Go back on the beach. They circled back around. They, again, they were not looking for loot or for treasure. They circled back around because like, oh, that simply will not do. That person just spawned in the game and I must sink their boat because apparently that's some kind of an achievement to see if these players, because I got news for you, probably one of the worst communities I've ever had the displeasure of interacting with. Like, you basically don't want people to play the game because you're like, welcome to Sea of Thieves. We've already sunk your boat. Like, go play another game is essentially what they're saying. And Rare has done nothing to minimize this. They've done nothing to protect you. Like, hey, I just got here and I'm grabbing my stuff. What are we getting ready to do? And someone's sinking your boat, right? So they start attacking it again. So I'm like, all right, fine. I will grief. You're griefing. My wife is still not downstairs. My, my wife's not downstairs. I'm just going to sit here and repair this boat for an eternity. You're going to just waste the next 10 minutes of your life trying to sink this unsinkable boat. So I sat there and I repaired it and I got the water out and I repaired it and I got the water out. Thankfully, I mean, I wasted, I don't know, hopefully some some semblance of their their version of time because they're probably just Neanderthalic cavemen. <laughs> Sink a boat. <laughs> And so I, I repaired the boat as long as I could, and then eventually I died, right? And then the boat sank. And then off they sail. That's what they're doing in the game. They're just sailing around looking for boats to sink, and then they just move on their merry way. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I was like, fine, fine. My wife comes down. I'm like, oh, we got all the bad luck out of the way, right? We got all the bad luck out of the way, babe. I was like, what happened at the skull fort's not going to happen. We're not going to go to those skull forts. It's a giant beam in the sky. Everybody knows to check the skull forts to see if people are working on them. We're not going to do that. I said, I've got an idea. I did some research. We've got this flag from this. Uh, this We're going to be like an emissary. We'll get more, we'll get more um, reputation. And then we unlocked an ashen quest, right? It was like red or whatever. Um, 
Yeah, that I was clo- I was close to saying that, James. I was so close to being like, babe, we're not going to play this game, right? We're having drinks. We're having a nice night. It's just the two of us. Kids are in bed. We're going to play some video games, and we're going to have uh, we're going to have some drinks. Okay. So we have this ashen quest. You pull it out, and the actual paper is like kind of on fire. And we sail, and we sail, and we sail all the way to the edge of the map. All the way to the edge of the map. And this island is insane. It's shrouded in fog. It's volcanic. I'm like, this is actually pretty dope. And I'm thinking to myself, we could really have a good experience. We're going to turn our Sea of Thieves experience around. We're going to have a good night. And we spend an hour getting everything. Because every time we would get back to the boat, we would have like a new piece of paper with more stuff on this island. Okay? So now, our boat has skulls, it's got chests, we've fought in bosses, we've solved some clues. I had to Google a couple of the clues because we simply could not find where they were, okay? We had been playing for two hours because by the time we sailed all the way out there and got everything and started working on it, it had been two hours. And do you want to know what the game did? Do you want to know? It was amazing. It wasn't PvP. It wasn't other players. Suddenly, a storm broke out of some kind of a storm. It wasn't a rainstorm. It was some other kind of a storm. And they lit our boat on fire. The island just like, boom, lit our boat on fire. It had been sitting there for two hours, no problem. It wasn't like we docked and we're getting shot or we docked and something happened. So our boat gets lit on fire. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, babe, our boat is going to sink. We're going to lose everything. So she's running back, and she's close. I'm like, you need to get your bucket out and get on the boat with the bucket. Like, fill the bucket with water, right? And then get on the boat. She's climbing onto the boat, and some explosion happens that, like, throws her off the boat, and then she dies. I had just died trying to get back. I had gotten, like, ambushed by, like, a boss or something, and I had gotten, I was way too far away. And when we come back, boat's gone. Boat's gone, treasure's gone, two hours of of our time, nothing to show for it, nothing to show for it. I was like, you know what, F this game. I was like, I've never, ever had a game work so hard to basically say, don't play our game. No, we didn't have any gunpowder. I don't know what it was, Ashen. Yeah, apparently the volcano hit us, that's what 30 is saying. It sat there for two hours. We sat, well, maybe not two hours. It took us a long time to get out there. It sat there for an hour, hour and a half. No problem. But once it's full of treasure, you hit it and blow it up, like light it on fire. I was like, I have never had a game work so diligently to be like, screw you, don't play our game. You're going to have a terrible time. You're going to get robbed after after two hours of working on a skull fort. You're going to get your boat sank when you've just spawned and filled it up with stuff. You're going to waste two hours of your evening going all the way out to the edge of the map hoping to avoid griefers, and then the island is going to blow your boat up. Frick your game, seriously. Frick it. I'm like, why would I play that? Why? Like, I was so mad. It put me in such a bad mood. I had to, I had to watch a TV show to calm down. I was like, I was like, I, I can't even, I can't even. I was so angry. Like, I was like, video games are supposed to be fun. 
like I know some games are going to be you know more intense or more challenging than others but like could you sail back everything would still be in the water waiting worst case uh, it gives you a memory oh I wasn't sailing all the way back out there it put us on it, it, it spawned us on the other side of the map it wasn't like we had it wasn't like we spawned close or something we were going to have to sail all the way back out there by the way we didn't have any of the, the little the little like mission papers anymore so it was like I, I, I honestly couldn't even remember where it was I, I guess I had the island's name I could have remembered the island's name I was like dude why would I play a game like this? I had a megalodon, a pirate ship, and a storm hit me all at one time. Not fun. If it all happens at once, that's like, oh my gosh, I just got struck by lightning, right? <clears throat> this was three different play sessions, three different times. The game basically saying, screw you, man. You're not allowed to play this game and have a good time. You're not. You you are not you are not allowed to have fun with this game. I was like, it would have been one thing if we sat down three different times and one of those times was bad. It was like, well, you know, well, that's the game. If you want to have this experience, you just kind of have to accept that that can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can get struck by lightning as well. I, yeah, I guess I can't use that metaphor in Sea of Thieves because you can literally get struck by lightning. If it would have been one out of three, I'd have been like, oh, no big deal. But three in a row, the game basically being like, dude, just get the frick out of here. Go play something else. And I was like, I will. I will play something else. Sea of Thieves. Frick, Sea of Thieves. Yeah, because you steal all my time. That's what that game steals. That's what it does. It steals your time and your life and your soul and you'll never get it back. You'll never get it back. But that is why players defend PvP in Sea of Thieves. They're not looking for PvP. They don't want a player versus player environment. They want an environment where they can grief and be a jerk. I don't like Sea of Thieves. The progression is a joke, plus everything you've just said. I think that is the ultimate problem with Sea of Thieves. The best things take forever. So the risk just keeps going up, up, up every time every time the clock ticks over another 20 or 30 minutes another 20 or 30 minutes riskier 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 everything takes an an eternity in sea of thieves it's nothing is fast nothing is quick it's like i'll do this fort it'll take two hours let me do this ashen quest it'll take you two hours we weren't even done yet we weren't even done yet. Like, I can't even say. I'm be honest with you. I'm be honest with you. I'm going to tell you the game that we started playing together. You guys are going to be amazed. By the way, if you're tuning in for Halo Infinite Halo Reach conversation, we'll get to it. While you're waiting, take the poll in chat. We want to hear from chat. 354 votes. Where do you rank Halo Reach in the franchise? And uh, it's split down the middle, and I want to know why. So if you're new, hit subscribe, and and let me know in chat why you picked what you picked for Halo Reach. Do you want to know what I ultimately concluded when I calmed down and I I had done, like, throwing my little tantrum? Because I was freaking irate. I was irate. I was like, are you kidding me? I bet you that two hours flew by. Here's 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 what I was getting ready to say in in regards to that Omega. Yeah, the two hours flew by. Do you want to know why? Because we didn't do anything. 
We didn't do anything. We spent most of that time sailing or bumbling around with clues. And I came to the conclusion, this game isn't worth it. It's not. It's not worth it. Like, the actual content loop of Sea of Thieves, it's not even that good. It's fine. I'll tell you something. Sailing is unmatched. They will, they, for now, they're unbeat. They're, they're the undefeated champion. If you just want to sail in the ocean, that game delivers. It is beautiful on my television. I'm like, this is amazing. This is awesome. But as soon as you get down into the meat of the content loop, I love the Pirate's Life stuff. I did. I thought the Pirate's Life stuff was dope. The puzzles, the areas, the dialogue. Oh, this is awesome. But the meat and potatoes content loop of Sea of Thieves, it's just, it isn't worth all the frustration. It's a mediocre game. It's mediocre at its core. It's like, your game isn't freaking worth it. It isn't. It's not good enough. It's not like, like, if you really find the content loop of Hades super addicting, but at your heart of hearts you don't like a rogue, Eh, but you keep playing. Why? Because the content loop is just so good, right? It hooks you. Sea of Thieves just doesn't hook me enough to put up with that crap. I play for the story chapters and nothing else. Yeah, I just... The risk is not worth the reward. That's exactly right, Willie K. I'm risking my literal time in real life. Not chips on on an imaginary poker board. I'm not risking in-game currency. I'm risking my actual life. My time. I don't have lots of time to play video games for fun or leisure with my wife. I don't. I have a small window of time where I can do it. And you, you, Sea of Thieves, you took it from us. No. I'm, I'm not risking a, an imaginary currency or chip or dollar or something. It's my literal time just flushed down the toilet nothing to show for it wow dude two hours i'm angry i'm unsatisfied and i have nothing to show for it dude just i was like i am gonna rant about this on monday i am furious i think any title with a similar feature will always be a grief seekers paradise look at back at division one dark zone you'd see two groups of four run past each other without so much as a nod, but either of those groups see a group of two and they're attacking. Games with features like that just attract those personalities. I see CFD issues in the same light. That's exactly the conclusion that I came to. It's like, you you people that defend PvP and Sea of Thieves, right? You people that are anti-PvE only, you're just... I, I, I don't use this word often, but you're just pussies. All you want is a griefing game where no one's going to challenge you or actually fight you. That's the truth. You are anti-PVE in Sea of Thieves and you're pro-PVP because you're a big giant sissy and you want to go into a game and beat up on people who are at port or have their back to you. That's what you want. You're just a skill, no-skill sissy. You can't cut it in real PvP games, so you go to, like, Division's Dark Zone or Sea of Thieves just to be a jerk. You just take out your aggression at sucking at real PvP games and just beat up people like, Oh, I, I was off my boat, right? I was off my boat looking for treasure, and now my boat is gone. 
Wow, you are such a good player. No, you're not. You're probably garbage at virtually every game you've ever touched. So you go over to Sea of Thieves or D Dark Zone Division. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, this is great. And you think it's you think that it's a game. It's not a game. It's a joke. Show us on the doll where the bad pirate touched you. <laughs> <laughs> How can they fix it? Some gold goes into your pockets when you pick up a chest. Turn in chests to get larger pockets. That is one thing they did, BMAC. You do get some gold now when you get the chest. Not all of them. Some chests now open, and there's gold inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do. They, they, they try to give you something, right? It's just, I don't know. People who cry the most about Sea of Thieves solo sale and it's sad. Well, what do you mean? It's not fun. It's like, this is the truth. This is the truth. The majority of that player base is not in. They're just, they're just in there to beat people up. So if you're going to play that game, you just have to accept the fact. I, I guess I'm going to get bullied and have a bad time. Sign me up for more of that. Absolutely not. The problem with Sea of Thieves, it looks like a casual game, but it's not at all casual friendly. Oh, it's... N I've always said, Sea of Thieves is the most internally dissonant, most juxtaposed game I have ever played. It's literally pirate dress-up. That's it. It's pirate dress-up. And it's got to be one of the most grindiest, most hardcore, most brutal games. It's... It's, it's not even on the level of, like, a Souls game. Because in a Souls game, the rules are fair, and you just have to play by them in order to be successful. All of the rules in Sea of Thieves are pitted against you. They're all pitted against you. Progression is so molasses-like slow. Just awful slow. And, and, everything is risky if you try to play that game the way that it's designed. That's its most glaring flaw. That is, in, in a nutshell, that is Sea of Thieves' most glaring flaw. If you play it the way the game is set it up and you interact with the NPCs and the gold and the pursuits and leveling all that stuff up, you're risking everything. And the griefers are risking nothing. That is its most inherent, most glaring flaw. If I play the game the way you've designed it, I'm the one that's taking all the risk. These jerks that sail around and just sink ship boats and ha 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 they don't have any risk. They don't they don't they don't do it. They don't lose anything. They're not risking anything at all. It's the most glaring flaw in the game. Here's an island that you start out with. There's like six different NPCs, all these different pursuits, all this stuff you can work on. If you do any of this, you are taking the absolute greatest risk. The douches that sail around and they never grab anything, they're never looking for treasure, they take no risk. They're not, they're not plundering, they're not leveling, they're not doing any of that. That's its biggest and most glaring flaw. From the bottom to the top, the game doesn't make sense. Point is, it does need a PvE-only mode. Still have NPC pirates in the game would be stellar. You can get sunk by the NPC pirates. It happened to me and Hilly. Those NPC pirates, they're tough. They're, they're tough. 
It sounds like it's become exactly like Division's Dark Zone. If you even play the game alone, you'll be bullied every time. You just can't play those games alone. Yeah, like, what I'm saying is, if if my wife and I's play session would have been anomalous, like, oh my gosh, how unlucky, it would have been very, very annoying. But it was like, I was getting pushed and pushed and pushed to the limit. It was like, I can't take this anymore. Everything about this game is telling me to go play another video game. And we did. We did. I got Borderlands 3 all the way updated because it's cross-play now. And I play, I got my PC HDMI cable running to the big screen. She plays on the old one, the old television, but she still gets a nice picture at 60 FPS and all that. And we started playing Borderlands 3 together last night. Because I was like, fundamentally, I was like, this is kind of the game that we like. We like Borderlands. We'll have to eat around the fat with the pacing in the first playthrough. But her and I love playing Borderlands games together. We just do. And we never got to finish Borderlands 3. And we were always playing it in front of a live audience. There's something just very relaxing about two of us having a nice big screen to ourselves, sitting together on the couch, and playing Borderlands 3. And we finally got it figured out last night. I was figuring out all the shift the shift stuff last night. Um, and it took me a while, but we did. We got in a nice hour. I was getting real agitated because it wasn't working. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I was like, I am cursed right now. And I finally got it working. So we played for a nice hour. And we had a and we and we had a good time. <laughs> you should play It Takes Two with her. I was actually going to play that with her. I'm gonna wait a really, really long time. So it can be like a, a rainy day surprise. Cause I played it too recently with Hilly and I would just remember everything. So if I wait long enough and I play as the guy, because I played as the girl when me and Hilly played together, if I play as the guy he always has different roles and different weapons, but I'm going to wait a really, really long time before playing that because I'll remember everything. If I wait long enough, I'll be like, I don't remember how he did this, you know? We tried Unravel 2 and I was falling asleep. I was like, it was so boring. It's adorable, it's cute, it's charming, but that's not the game for my wife and I. We've played every Borderlands together, every DLC multiple characters, multiple playthroughs. Like, you can't go from Borderlands to freaking Unravel 2. It just doesn't work. I know it's a good game, Scotty B, at its core. I really like Borderlands 3 at its core. I was not as critical of that game as other people were. I just can't stand the pacing in the, in the first playthrough. It's like, just let me check a box. I want the enemies and the weapons to drop at my level. It just feels so stupid. It's like, if you take the time to grab side quests, you're over-leveled. If you completely ignore side quests, you end up under-leveled. It's like, why why create this song and dance that's existed in all the Borderlands up to now? You have the feature in the game. It's in the game. You turn it on in the second playthrough. Just let me turn it on in the first it's there it's in the game when you go it's not like it would take some feat of developer prowess it's in the game when you roll over borderlands into your second playthrough everything drops at your level all i want just let me check it for the first playthrough that's all i care about because if not if you're exhaustive like we are we like to clear the map we like to get all the little exclamation points, you're going to end up over-leveled. And then everywhere you go, every mission you play, every new place that you find, 
everything's beneath you. You're like, trash, 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 trash. So you're not experimenting with the new weapon types, the different manufacturers, none of it. Why? Well, now it's a vending simulator. You're just constantly going to vending machines and shoving a bunch of weapons in that are three, four, and five levels beneath you. You know, all the character saves I find are like, I don't, I do, I, I've done and have everything. I don't want that. Oh, right, right, right. Like you're trying to find somebody who has a save so you can play it that way. Right. It, it, it's one of the most fundamental things in those games that was always frustrating. I don't know why they don't just let you turn it on in the first playthrough. It doesn't make any sense. Like, who cares? Who cares? Why do they care? Yeah, pre-sequel was pretty bad. Okay, the poll, if you're tuning in for Halo Reach, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring the ship back around to talk about Halo, okay? I, I got my rant, my morning rant session in, okay, about Sea of Thieves griefers and a freaking volcano island with a vendetta against me apparently but let's talk some halo i want to know why you guys voted the way that you voted so where do you think where do you rank halo reach in the franchise it's a 50 50 split we got some people saying third or fourth we got other people saying oh it's first or second right Basically, what we amount this to is half of you think it's 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 in the top two, and half of you are like, no, it's not. Essentially, right? So I want to know, especially if you're new, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, hit subscribe, and uh, and chime in. We want it. We want to hear what you have to say. We're, we're we are interested in what you have to say uh, with respect to uh, Halo Infinite, Halo Reach, right? Uh, and why you voted the way that you voted, especially if you're new, because I the the, the 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 Halo crowd. One of the most interesting things I've discovered about the Halo crowd is it's almost like everybody has their own favorite Halo, and they have very specific reasons. Like when you look at a lot of franchises, we were just talking about Borderlands. If you look at Borderlands, most of the Borderlands you know community is going to say. Borderlands 2 was the best. It just needed the gear system from Borderlands 1, right? Like, a lot of them are are in agreement on that. There's not going to be this wide spectrum of disagreement. Most of them would, like, rank the pre-sequel at the bottom. You know, Borderlands 2 and 1 are almost tied for first. And then Borderlands 3 is, is somewhere in the mix. But with Halo, the interesting thing about the Halo community is... I have people literally saying, Reach is in first place... And other people saying reaches in last place. Like, that is very, very juxtaposed. That is very, very, like, that's a contrast. I wonder if that's why the Halo community has a history of being kind of, like, kind of toxic and kind of nasty. Because maybe there was all these infights and, and arguments over the years about what's the best Halo, what's the true Halo. Especially if the PvP was constantly changing. That would cause a lot of toxicity for people. To be like, yeah, I, I loved the game, but man, they, they changed too much, or they changed this or changed that. Halo has a, Halo, Reach has a great campaign, but I hated its multiplayer. I've had a lot of people say that this morning, Reasonable Ram. They're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's great, but the multiplayer is awful. Kraken says, Reach is my number one. Was also the first one I played through on my 360 way back, so that might be a little biased. Revan says Halo 2 and Halo 3 ODST are my first and second. I've had a lot of people put those two at the top today, uh, Revan, because they were the Halos I first played with my brother. Halo 3 and 4 are my third and fourth, 
due to I've been recently playing multiplayer and it's kind of fun. So you don't even put Reach in the top four. So you put it outside of even our poll spectrum. What's going on with the likes here? We close. Let's roll the likes over to 300. We, we got to we, let's let's try and capture some momentum here. Get those likes going. Barrier says Halo 3 is my fave because it's what I play with friends at sleepovers and things. Played it a ton growing up. Right, 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 right. The story in Reach is fantastic, but that's what everyone played it for. Um, uh, some people prefer PvP and it didn't deliver. Okay. Hang on, Joey B. Plains got one. Uh, Halo 2 proximity chat lets you talk crap to someone before you killed them. Fun times. We will tell someone we're going to teabag them and then we did it. 13 year old me was so toxic. Oh, I believe it. Can you imagine proximity chat in, in, in Destiny? Woo-wee. Because all those Halo fans would have been there. Hey, somebody else ordered some coffee a while ago. Thank you so much. Cal Skirata. Thank you, Cal, for ordering some Rageous Roast. We are going to stop taking orders, I think, tomorrow through the 5th because we'll be out of town uh, July 1st through the 5th. And we don't want to have any orders that we can't send. Like, we try to send the orders within a day or two, so... Murph Dog says, Halo ODST, Halo Combat Evolved and Reach tied for second, Halo 2 and 3, and then he puts Halo 4 all the way down there. You don't even list Halo 5, I like that. <laughs> uh, Distorted says, Halo Reach multiplayer was fine, you gotta relax, chat. I don't know, Distorted, a lot of people this morning have said that they feel like Halo Reach's multiplayer was bad, and that it was bad for the franchise, and it hurt it. You know what I mean? Uh... That's why Reach is people's first or second. Because that's why... Because that's what they like it. PvP was lacking, but the story was great. 2 and 3 Halo were the best for people who only did PvP. Digital says, I grew up with Halo, naturally, and each game got better and better for me until Reach. Um, This I say would be my number one. The Mad Ronin says, there was a Halo 5? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, Birdface said the same thing in, dis- in in Discord. There was a Halo 5? Halo Reach storytelling was great, but it made some lore retcons that uh, I don't really like. Also, I hate Bloom. <laughs> um, CD Projekt Red is now quite satisfied with the game's uh, stability and performance or whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay. These are the guys that made Witcher 3 and got tons of praise for that game as that game as that game improved. They're quite satisfied. <laughs> I was quite bored. Um, yo, what's good, Melrose Mike? Well, no, I can't vote in the poll. I've been on PlayStation since 99. Have a great show. No worries, my man. No worries. You can always click just to click, you know, just to satisfy the poll, just to give the poll a little clickety-click. We have almost 500 votes on the poll this morning. If you guys haven't weighed in yet, we want to know where you rank Halo Reach. Leon, thank you, Leon, for becoming a member. I don't know why it didn't hit chat, but it hit my dashboard. Appreciate you hitting the join button. We, uh, 
We need we we need folks to be smashing that join button. We talk about the sub button and the like button, but we need some of y'all to wear out that join button, become a member, get yourself a fancy new badge, and uh, then then we do Q and A in the second half of the show, and only members can submit questions. It shows up on the uh, the screen. No, physically can't vote on the poll. <laughs> I never finished Borderlands Three because the level loot problem, like you have, I'm glad I'm not the only one. You know, it was funny, Ratchet. I went and searched last night to see if they had addressed it, and I found a bunch of articles about it. I couldn't believe how many of, like, the gaming reviewing public agreed with me. Because at the time, it, it was funny, at the time when Borderlands 3 launched, I railed on that. It was the reason that my wife and I stopped playing. I was like, it just puts me in a bad mood. I was like, I don't want to play a game that's basic, that's, that's, it's a looter shooter, and I'm not getting loot. I'm getting a bunch of trash that I take to a vending machine. There's no reason to comb over loot that's three and four levels beneath you in a game like that, right? And all of the Borderlands apologists were like, well, actually, no, actually, shut the frick up. If I'm a level 10, give me level 10 loot, please. Why are you giving me level 7 loot? It's just stupid. I've never played a game that does that. Yeah, Diablo, awesome, man. You're level 20 now. Here's a level 15 axe. What? Why? Anyways, uh, yeah, I was surprised. I was I was hoping to find patch notes about them addressing it. Right, right. Um, um, I'm not joking. There are many that do not have the option to vote. I'm one of them. Oh, it doesn't let you vote. That's weird. Uh, Halo Reach Bloom was super frustrating on release, but after the title update, I came to really love the multiplayer. Oh. So that's why Bloom is in Destiny. (laughs) I played endless amounts of Reach, says Distorted. It's my favorite Halo by miles, even the multiplayer. The custom maps were amazing as well uh, as all the community maps put into multiplayer. Also, Halo 4 and 5 sucked. (laughs) I picked the lower number, said Sorcerer. Bring the ship back around. I see what you did there. That's right. right. Oh, the, the executioner might not be watching live. That's like five, ten minutes ago, maybe. Thanks for tuning in, by the way. More and more new folks coming in. Uh, Guys, let's try to roll the likes over to 300. We're right there. We only need nine more. And we're getting... This is not... This is a a misfire on a topic for for, uh, what people care about. You guys are tuning in, but people on YouTube are not looking for this. Um, I thought it was going to be... We thought it was going to be pretty big news. We were like, man, when it hit Friday, we were like, oh, we should have covered it. Funny enough, I did a search for this last night on YouTube. I couldn't believe how, like, nobody was talking about it. Like, with covering Halo in the last couple of weeks and how much Halo Reach came up, when we saw that, like, Halo Reach was getting essentially, like, a comeback of sorts in Halo Infinite, I thought, oh, man, people are going to be super excited. And then I did a search last night um, for videos on it. And, like, eh, a handful of people covered it but nobody really seemed to care. That kind of shocked me. I was like, really? I'm wondering. I'm wondering if like Halo Reach fans and fans of Halo Reach in that era of, uh, of Halo, I'm just wondering if, if they're not really, if they're not really interested, they're just still, still, uh, they're still sort of on the fence. You know what I mean? Like the longer you've been a Halo fan, the more doubt you have about 343's handling of Halo. You know what I mean? Um, so a lot of people are like, that's fine. 
Heroes of Reach, that's cool. We don't really care. You know what I mean? It really, really surprised me. I was looking last night at the at the videos and the trends on this topic, and I was like, I don't think this is going to be as big of a banger as we thought. And I can look at the numbers right now and tell you, we're getting a 7% suggested and like a 5% from YouTube search. Like, that's really, really low for us. That's That means that's not our fault. That means no one's coming to YouTube and looking. They're not looking for Halo Infinite, Halo Reach. They're not. Um, I don't know. They didn't know Chief was the main character. It's possible. It's possible. Halo does not have a lot of core players who make content for it anymore. Well, I mean, I'm not going to... I am not going... I just want to let you guys know. I'm very interested in Halo Infinite, and I think we could do some really, really fun stuff with, with everything that we've heard. But I'm not going to plant my flag in this title either. I'm not doing that with another game probably ever again. I'll consistently cover it, and I'll consistently cover other games that I feel like have really good, like, a harmony with what we do and what I do. But, I, yeah, I'm not going to plant my flag in this game. I do think it's got a lot of promise. What is Heroes of Reach actually going to be? Uh, maps or modes? Um, all they've said is... Heroes of Reach is the seasonal theme for a specific reason. Reach has a rich history, it's a key location for Spartans of old, and a focal point for a new generation of Spartans preparing to wrestle with the perils of the mysteries of a galaxy that was fundamentally changed after the events of Halo 5. So, it's the theme, which means it'll probably be cosmetics armor-based as well as potential story elements as well. It seems like they're trying to meld the multiplayer and the campaign evolution sort of together, um, which is an interesting way to approach the game because, honestly, the, the live service approach with seasons is becoming more common for a handful of reasons. One of the most prominent reasons that companies are going live service with seasons is because how else do you do you monetize your content if you want to continue to add to it you only have a couple of choices right now you can do a one and done single player experience with some quality of life later they do that with Jedi Fallen Order so Jedi Fallen Order does not have any DLC planned I don't think they're doing it I don't think they're doing any DLC for Jedi Fallen Order but they went back they did some quality of life they did new game plus so that's like one way of delivering a game it's like this is the game we might do some patches and updates, but that's pretty much it. The other way of doing a game is sort of the the initial launch, and then they do, like, DLC later. They've done this with, you know, uh, I think they did that with, like, Tomb Raider. Um, they've done it with other games where with Borderlands, you know, here's the game, and then three or four months later, here's DLC. But that's pretty much it. And then there is the new way forward, which more and more folks are doing, which is largely influenced by Fortnite, and it's the Battle Pass, which is every couple of months there's a new season with new things to earn, new challenges to tackle, new stuff to do, new experience to have, uh, new experiences to have, and then that's like the new monetization structure. So you've got like way over here is like more of like a one and done like Jedi Fallen Order and then way over here you have like ongoing seasonal format model Halo is somewhere Halo Infinite sounds like it's somewhere in the middle because 
they are doing like here's the campaign that's basically it and then here's multiplayer for free oh and we're doing a battle pass and we're doing seasons if you miss season two no worries if it's season six and you really want to earn the stuff from season two they're going to let you choose that that's actually like a really great way to do the battle pass uh but they're making it sound like in all their interviews that they're wanting the multiplayer seasons and the and the and the push there to also have the story push as well so i don't know if when you play halo infinite in like five months is there going to be like a a seasonal impact on the story or the world because it's kind of like a quasi open open world feel to the game from everything they've said so are you going to be able to like go and run content and do things to earn stuff from the battle pass even if you're not really playing the pvp i'm i'm curious how they're gonna how they're gonna approach this because i don't necessarily know if they're interested in having like a live service shooter but if you want your multiplayer to be ongoing and continue to get interaction then you need to do like a live service battle pass format or you're just not going you know i love how they said their battle passes will never expire yeah apparently they uh they're already doing that battle pass structure in the master chief collection they're already doing it so that is um that's something that's already in place that, that you know they've received a lot of praise for uh, in their uh, in their current in their current structure, so I would I would imagine I would imagine that they they did some testing in that environment just to see like how well received it was going to be. You know, in the Master Chief, you can get seasonal points from both PVE and PVP. So they'll probably follow that same format. But that's ultimately my question, Hellfire. If I boot up Halo Infinite campaign or single player or whatever in four months after its launch and they've got a brand new season let's say you know heroes of reach as as a halo infinite season is over and there's a new one starting well what exactly do i do outside of pvp if there is anything is there going to be updated content is there going to be new content are they going to update the world right are they like pve like what am i going to do i guess just run run through the campaign you know what i mean so i'm very interested in that aspect of the ongoing aspect of the game is what are you going to do outside of multiplayer how many games are there in the halo master chief collection on pc oh i i couldn't tell you i don't know i made sure it was all installed and ready to go on my xbox series x that's where i'll be playing it uh i'll be playing it uh today um they turned Cortana into a villain and now they're saying she was deleted and that it never happened. Are you getting that from the trailer? Well, I mean, they did say that she's deleted and it was done at Master Chief's direction. They did say that, so. Firefight, story missions, challenges, ETC. Okay. So they may... Oh, Halo 5 is not a part of the Master Chief collection. Right. I wonder if they'll have an update for Firefight or a similar mode like it. That's what I'm thinking, is they're going to have to have some sort of a PvE content loop, because how else? The game will feel a little weird and imbalanced if it all becomes focused on multiplayer. Like, as soon as you get into Season 2, if it all becomes about the multiplayer, 
that'll feel a little weird considering what the Master Chief Collection is currently doing. If the Master Chief Collection is currently doing that and letting you do things like, you know, challenges and firefight as well as campaign for the Battle Pass progress, you would think since they learned from the Battle Pass format and the Master Chief Collection to not have any of it expire, I would imagine that would also influence the structure and what they end up doing with the uh, with the Battle Pass and Infinite, so that they'll, they'll they'll be doing something on the PVE side of the game with regular you know, with regular with regularity. Couldn't think of the word. Windows is probably super happy they named their voice activated thing Cortana and Halo made her a bad guy. <laughs> right. Well, I listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. I I think they're gonna end up redeeming Cortana and Halo Infinite. I really do. I think they end up redeeming. Cortana. I think that's why they... I don't think... I don't think they deleted her in that trailer as just like a a shock factor thing. I think they did that because they have plans to to resolve... I think they have plans to resolve all that. I don't don't think they're going to do like a yep, she's deleted, she's gone, it's time for a new era. I think what they'll end up doing is is they'll they'll end up they'll end up focusing purely on the story and then she'll be like a surprise at the end you know what i mean she'll be like this surprise at the end where it's like this is uh this is um this is this is her comeback moment or whatever cuz i that why else would you throw her in that trailer like that you know what i mean um it's just one of those things but it, you know uh it's it's just one of those things where it's like the 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 structure and the and the story elements that people care about. I think they're provoking people with that trailer to care and to and to and to come in and play. So like at the end they bring her back. You know what I mean? Yo, Onalu with a brand well, I'm sorry, with a renewed membership, getting that purple badge. Thank you so so much. Thinking three four three has plans. I don't know. I don't know. Eugene, when I watched that that multiplayer overview trailer and they got Joseph Staten talking, I was like, man, I was like, I I I think I think they've got a good they've got a good grapple on how they want to do this. You know what I mean? Yo, I came back. Well, thank you for coming back, Onalu. The new AI could be a fragment of Cortana and will become the new Cortana. Or Cortana's just in hiding. You know what I mean? Just in hiding. Whatever it was, deletion or not, deleting may be the wrong word. Watch the trailer again. Chief and Cortana uh, and the Cortana copy are realizing that she was supposed to be deleted but wasn't. But she says that she deleted her. What do you mean? I don't get that at all, Barrier. I'm not seeing that. Cortana is a story driver. Removing it would be complete stupidity. Might as well have killed Master Chief. That's why they put that in that trailer. That's what that's exa- that's exactly what they're doing. They put that in that trailer, so you're like, "What do you mean they deleted Cortana?" You know, and then that's going to make you want to play or at least find out what in the world happened. The new AI is called the Weapon and is a fresh AI made from a new coffee copy of a Halsey clone. I can I don't know if Zubair is being serious or not. Cortana is not like a bit of hardware. Cortana will be used to open up the mysteries of the precursor race. And that will be the focus for the next 10 years. 
That's not a bad theory. Cortana is like Ghost as Master Chief hardly speaks. Yeah. They seem more fr- they seem more comfortable having him speak though. You know what I mean? They say in the trailer she was supposed to be deleted, so they don't know if she was or not. I s- I need the direct quote. I need the direct quote. I thought that she said she did what he told her to, that she deleted her. Theory, she was deleted. We don't know who deleted her. I think Cortana saved the new Cortana from deleting herself to stay and protect Chief as she knew she was going to die. Huh. True, he does seem more chatty. Yeah, I'm being serious. She's a fresh AI made the same way Cortana was. Okay, okay. Let's face it, it'll be a Windows 11 tie-in. The weapon is saying that Cortana's deletion was supposed to delete her as well, and seeing as she's still there, Cortana might still be out there. Cortana was an AI, was going to be was going to die like all AI in the Halo universe. That's why she was meant to delete herself. The AI was meant to self-delete after she rele- deleted Cortana, but she didn't, and that is the mystery. Cortana copy says she was supposed to be deleted once the original was deleted, but she's still alive. So it sounds like she's confirming that Cortana was deleted. She's confirming Cortana was deleted, and she's like, but how am I still here? You know? So she's confirming it, but she's also kind of like adding like a, well, maybe not. Maybe Cortana's not deleted because, yeah, hashtag Cortana lives. Cortana was a god by the end of Halo 5 deleted off screen no there's no way AI in the Halo universe is made from a human brain uh. poll is Cortana deleted yes or no yeah that should be the poll we should do a new let's do a new poll let's end this one let's end this one alright it's time for a new one that was a 50-50 split that was boring alright Halo Infinite is Cortana uh core I'm having a hard time here. There it is, Cortana. Deleted. Alright, chat. Yes or no? Is Cortana deleted? We need to know. <laughs> we know what chat thinks. Yes or no? Is she deleted? The poll is live in chat. They don't die. They become rampant after seven years and get deleted by other people before that can happen. Cortana was the exception. Cortana was the only AI from a living human. All other AI is made from dead human brains. She was meant to delete after handing Cortana to Chief. Chief was meant to be the one to delete, but she was deleted and we don't know who deleted her. All right, all right. All right, weigh in. Weigh in, chat. If you're new this morning or you haven't been here or you just got here, weigh in and vote uh, on this poll. Is is Cortana deleted, yes or no? <laughs> is this wishful thinking, right? Is this wishful thinking? Are we, are we, are we wishful in, in hoping that she is not? That's the real question. That's the real question. Um, what if she made it look like she was deleted and is just in hiding? That's what I think is going on. I think she's hiding and she's going to have a good reason why. Like a greater threat or something more serious. And so she had to kind of like disappear. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, I don't know. That's my That's my take on it is that, you know, she's like, 
she has a bigger ultimatum, a bigger thing going on. As opposed to, as opposed to, oh yeah, she's just gone, bye-bye. Like, after what happened with Halo 5 and Master Chief not being center frame enough, I, I think that the last thing that they would do is just be like, is to get rid of Cortana in a trailer. Well, I mean, not in a trailer, but like, because that's a cutscene that's going to be in the game. But essentially, the way that everybody found out she was dead or deleted or whatever was in a trailer. I can't see them doing that. That would be so silly. A long-standing cast member, a long-standing and central narrative piece, just like gone in a trailer, right? <clears throat> now, they did that with Cade, but they did that with Cade 6 because they wanted us all to share in the moment and not have it spoiled. So they let us know in a trailer that Cade 6 was going to die and that was going to be one of the drivers of the narrative of like Forsaken. Different company, I know, but the same idea, right? The idea being that if we're going to have a major character die, sometimes they like to do it in a trailer like that. So then everybody is sort of like experiencing the that turn in the narrative together. You're telling me Cortana doesn't have time to explain what she doesn't have time to explain? I don't think that's going to be the tie-in. No, no, no. I don't think that's going to be the tie-in. <laughs> um, Cades was also for sales. Well, sure. You don't think... What, you don't think a Halo Infinite trailer where they say Cortana's been deleted, you don't think that is... Uh, you, you don't think that's a, a way to make sales, a way to get people interested in the game, you know? A way to move copies? Uh, I have absolutely no knowledge of Halo stories or lore, but I have a stable. I disabled that B for my Windows 10, so I'm vote yes just for the engagement. <laughs> we have uh, already 150 votes on the poll. Halo Infinite is Cortana deleted. 81% of you are saying no. Uh, if you're new and you want to talk in chat, you got to be a subscriber. It's free to hit subscribe. It supports my channel. I'm a safe for work broadcaster. Uh, a lot of people treat me like gaming radio Monday through Friday. They throw me on in the background. And if you hit subscribe, one minute later, you can talk in my chat. We do that just because uh, of the spam bots and stuff. So you have to be a subscriber to talk in chat. That is free. If you see people with green names and little badges next to their name, those are paying members. They get badges, they get emotes, and they can take part in Q&A, which happens a little later in the show. And right now, if you want to vote in the poll... Whether or not you think Cortana is in fact deleted in Halo Infinite. Cade was likely more to do with Fillion more than anything. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. They're like, we gotta get rid of this guy, we can't get Fillion. The precursors make the forerunners look like potatoes. I can't imagine how Chief could deal with such powerful beings. There's only one right answer here, chat. Do the right thing. <laughs> uh... Not safe for work. Europe, Sea of Thieves players. <laughs> I yeah, I I, I I I don't I don't use that word very often. But in that in that particular debate, yeah, I I wanted to let people know what I really thought of them. I want to let folks know what I really thought of them. It's like, come on, come on, you're not looking for PvP, right? You're not. Um. <clears throat> You know, just notice the badges. Yeah, we updated the badges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which game has the cutscene where they show the old woman scientist that creates Cortana? Well, that's a good question for chat. I don't know. 
chat crowded house is asking which game has that cutscene I could not answer that the whisper was a halo 2 reference not necessarily a tie in <clears throat> it was in reach the flood or what the precursors became after the forerunner revolt no yeah everyone's saying reach is where that scene exists so the cutscene with the old woman scientist that creates Cortana was in Halo Reach. Lono, that's an accurate assessment of Sea of Thieves players, 100%. <laughs> that cutscene was in Reach. Halo 5 at the start says Hunter. No, I think everybody's saying Reach. The whole story of Reach is about delivering Cortana. We are going to be playing Halo Reach later to kind of celebrate today's topic. Um, we we try what we try to do is is we try to pick topics not only are interesting to you guys because clearly you guys are interested in today you guys showed up really strong today but we also try to find topics that are interesting to YouTube at large and we had some great topics last week if you guys missed them we debated Elden Ring easy mode uh, we we debated why I think Destiny Crucible should be concerned about Halo Infinite that was a really really fun time uh, we discussed. Also, we discussed Sea of Thieves, uh, Pirate's Life before you play. So after I played it, I kind of gave people some advice on what to do. We talked about how there was no PvP in a Pirate's Life and how that was worth celebrating. And then we also talked about Cyberpunk getting back with Sony uh, and what that meant for the game to be back in the Sony storefront. Then we played Cyberpunk. The Cyberpunk gameplay stream did so well. Um, it's an, it's incredible how many people were looking. There were lots of people looking for cyberpunk, uh, PS5 gameplay. It was really, really interesting. Um, it was really, really interesting. Um, yeah, the metrics are so jacked up for returning viewers. Monday says none. I don't know what's going on. YouTube's having a conniption. I was going to see, I was going to check on those things. It's still all messed up creature. Um, Halo, do you know the story uh, of how the Spartan 2s like Chief were created? I know, I don't. I just noticed the new sub badge is dope. Right, right, right. Dr. Halsey created the Spartan 2 program, which includes Master Chief, says Savage. Now that we're talking about this, I'm going back and playing Reach today. It's my favorite Halo. Yeah, I wanted to check it out this afternoon because, like I said, I played it 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Um, just want to, you know, want to see what it feels like, how well it aged. Um, uh, that's fine. You can do that. You can do that, uh, creature. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to do that. Uh, I see your DM. I would not even consider buying Cyberpunk until next year. Yeah, is Cyberpunk playable on PC? It was playable on the PS5. It, I mean, when we say playable, we mean like it didn't crash and didn't have major glitches and bugs. So it was, it was, it was playable, you know. Reach one, two, three, four, five in chronological order. Why is Reach a topic for today? Did something happen? So Halo Infinite's first season is going to be called Heroes of Reach, and Joseph Staten talked about why they chose Reach as their first sort of uh, seasonal thematic push. So Reach is essentially returning to the Halo franchise in the form of a season in Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite will have battle passes and seasons. And the reason they're doing that is they're wanting to bring that sort of seasonal sort of live service feel to the game. So like every, you know, three or four months or so, there's something new happening in the game. And then you're able to, uh, you're able to kind of, 
come back and earn the new stuff. If you miss a season, seasons are not expiring. So let's say you sit on the sidelines for Halo Infinite and you don't play uh, Heroes of Reach and season two and three rolls around and you jump in during season three, you will be able to come back to Heroes of Reach and you will be able to earn everything everything in there. So you can see the quote on screen here. Uh, Joseph Staten said, at the center of our plans is a goal to deeply root your multiplayer character in the larger Halo universe and give them a vital active role in the Halo story going forward. How exactly we're going to do this is in the seasons and the years ahead. Well, we're not ready to share details yet. So they are wanting this to be more than just a multiplayer game and Heroes of Reach is the first seasonal theme. He says it's because Reach has a rich history. It's a key location for Spartans of old. I, this, this to them is like their first if they're wanting to meld the story and the world of Halo with your character in PvP this is how they want to do it they want to bridge the gap between the two and I think in their mind going to one of the more either I guess you could call Halo Reach notorious right it's notorious people either love it or hate it for a variety of reasons we had a poll this morning over 500 people voted and it was like a 50 50 split on is it a top two or is it not like and a lot of people say yeah 50 percent of the audience was like yeah it's a top two it's one of the best and everybody else the other half of the audience was like no it's not and so it's notorious i don't know if it's necessarily one of the most praised based just based off what we saw today And then, based off the Halo Infinite trailer, we have a new poll in chat that says, Halo Infinite, is Cortana deleted? So if you want to weigh in on that one, 78% of the audience is saying, no, she's not deleted. Uh, She's still around. And so that question, that question obviously is based off of the fact that the trailer, you know, is is leading us to believe, uh, leading us to believe that it is it is you know that she that she is deleted or whatever most of us think she's in hiding you know to some degree or something uh you can't delete the thickness right i watched the trailer again the cortana copy tells chief that he was supposed to take cortana to the infinity for deletion chief realizes he hasn't done this she also says that once the original cortana was deleted her own deletion routine was supposed to activate they both then wonder why the cortana copy is still alive Right, so it's either she's not deleted, they think she is, which doesn't make sense, because then why would the Cortana copy be around, right? And that means she's potentially still around as a villain, as a threat, or is in hiding of some sort. So chat weighing in with the vote, I mean, most people are saying, no, she's not deleted. The reason they mention her in the trailer is to get everybody's attention and to consider the fact that she's still around, she was supposed to be deleted, now she's not deleted, you know, what's good Hex? What's good King? Yeah, the I remember when I played Halo 5, one of the primary complaints people had was the story. I remember playing Halo 5 in front of an actual audience. Um and 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 most of the most of the audience was really displeased with how they handled the story. Uh with how they handled the story elements with the, you know, the, the Master Chief wasn't in it, you know. It was that was that was like a really really bra- a, a big point of contention in Halo Five. So we were like, this story is terrible. This is not this is not what we wanted. And beyond that, you know, they fundamentally changed some of the elements of combat as well. Um, don't get me started on Halo Five story. <laughs> um, 
I actually like the weapons and the characters so far. I want Daddy Arbiter back. Mm. It just doesn't make sense as Cortana won in, in five. So, like, how do they get her right? It sounds like from the way that Master Chief talks in the trailer to the Cortana copy, it sounds like they had a plan in play and that for for all intents and purposes, for all intents and purposes, Master Chief supposedly pulled it off. Like, I wonder if there's going to be a cutscene flashback to where apparently he he got to a place where he was supposed to do it and he didn't. Because if he did, then the copy of Cortana wouldn't still be around. So maybe that's like an in-between in-between 5 and infinite. There's going to be like a recap of what happened in between. Have they said how many years have passed? Like, is it been... One year, two years, six months. Like, I don't know if they've they've made mention of that. If they've made mention of like, if they if they're if they're picking up right where it left off, um, or or not, you know. Um, uh, Game publishers on Kimo can search your public Steam library and send out keys based on what you're playing. Uh, our systems haven't been able to access your Steam library for a while. Go to my privacy settings. I didn't think I thought I had my library set to public on Steam. Um, game details. Oh, is that it? So my profile is public. This includes a list of all games. Oh, it's friends only. Okay. I'm going to set it to public. Um because I guess they send codes based on that okay well there we go now you can see my gaming my gaming list um alright we'll try a refresh uh it might take a second I'll check back on that so that's how we get those keys there's like different places that'll like you know publishers and developers will like see what games you're into and then offer like hey do you want a code for this game or whatever um where is Chief in the opening part of the E3 trailer? I don't know. He's going through some place that's just been blown up and demolished. There's a bunch of there's there's dead stuff everywhere. The new badges are super smexy. Thank you very much, King Keys. Uh, a couple more subs. A couple more people hit subscribe on the channel. It's totally free to hit subscribe. So thank you to those who are hitting subscribe. If you're new and you're just tuning in, we're talking about. Halo Reach returning to Halo Infinite in the first season called Heroes of Reach. We're doing a little bit of a poll too. Earlier we asked where people ranked Halo Reach. Now we're asking based on the trailer, do you think Cortana is deleted? And if you want to weigh in on that, we have gotten close to 300 votes. Roll it over to 300 votes. Let us know. Even if you're not playing, you can still vote. Like, yeah, she is or no, she's not. I highly recommend giving the Halo books a try. Great in-depth story that you don't get from the games. Typical. Yeah, I've actually... You know what's funny? I've actually had people come in and say that before about the Halo books. I wouldn't doubt if there was a prologue of Chief about to delete Cortana, but something happens right before that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I wonder if it's tied into... You know how they said we can customize our own AI? Um, we can customize our own AI in the multiplayer. And he he picks up the new Cortana in like the little thing and he puts it in his helmet or whatever. I wonder 
if that's being established both in the PvP side of Halo Infinite, but also in the story, because he's got the he's got Cortana somewhere in one of those little things, like tucked away, hidden or something. It's not in his helmet. It's he's like saving it for later or something. And that'll be like a thing you can unlock by playing the campaign if you like want Cortana's voice in um, in the PvP. Because that's something they're letting you customize. They want you to be able to customize your own, your own, not just your own, uh, your own character, but they want you to be able to customize the voice that you have while you're while you're playing uh, the multiplayer of Halo Infinite. You realize that uh, Master Chief was a stolen child, as all Spartan were. Re- really, the recent book. Um, thank you, Slow Mobius, brand new member coming on in. Thanks for clicking join. Seriously, a lot of you guys being, you know, taking the plunge and becoming a new member. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. You get increased access in our Discord and you can submit questions later during Q&A and we appreciate that. Uh, Fat Lump says, The recent book, Shadows of Reach, is about Chief and Blue Team going to Reach to get something from Sword Base, a place from the game where you meet Halsey to get Cortana. It's like six months before the game. Huh. Upon successful deployment, my deletion was supposed to complete. Right. So something didn't happen. I don't think you can delete Cortana anymore. She's not saved on some SD card. She is a universe level AI now. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I just wonder if they're going to tie in whatever's going on with her with that piece of the multiplayer. Because as Joseph Staten says right here, at the center of our plans is a goal to deeply root your multiplayer character in the larger Halo universe and give them a vital active role in the Halo story going forward. I, th- th- there's going to be a, a bridge built, and it and Cortana could be the bridge with this this customization of the voice thing that they're doing in the, in the multiplayer could have a tie into the actual story and what they decide to do with Cortana. Uh, I thought Spartan one and two models were the stolen children, but the Spartan threes were selected. Yeah, I, you're asking the wrong guy. I am not a Halo lore nerd. Does Cortana behave differently because she was created from a living brain? It's possible. Because, I mean, I don't know enough to commentate factually, but from a philosophical standpoint, there would be a lot of a there'd be a lot of differences if if if, if there was an AI created from a living brain, a real human living brain, with respect to, you know, a human's will and volition and desires still being living and active at the time that the that that that, that like I guess you'd call it like an integration or something happened I would imagine that that would be that would be a that would be a, a huge departure and difference between using a non-living brain in one sense one is just sort of a non-living catalyst and the other is an actual living host of sorts so how much of the original person would survive you know if she is still corrupt, what if as you level up, your AI becomes more corrupt and starts giving you lore drops in the voice dialogue? That could be pretty cool. That could be pretty cool. Or, not necessarily that it gets more corrupt, but it learns more about the world and everything that happens, and then you, you know, you get, uh, you get story delivery every season in that way, you know? Cortana was created from Dr. Halsey's brain with also some of her character traits. That's why she's different. 
The brain was destroyed like normal AI. It was just a clone of a living person. Okay. You would still say that it would imprint some level of her humanity and her free will. It might be why Cortana becomes a problem. I don't know. I'm totally speculating. I don't I don't know enough to, to say other than like pure speculation. They've been genetically modified to have giant bodies and superhuman strength, but they're 13-year-olds. Maybe that's why this game was so popular back in the day. Cortana transfers herself to the Forerunner Matrix. That is why she said in Halo 5 she could cure rampancy. Cortana was also created with Forerunner technology unlike other AI. It's like the Clovis Bray and Gunsmith. Right, right, right. So Cheap is a 13-year-old on growth hormones? (laughs) I know, I know. It kind of takes the punch out of it, doesn't it? Um not now arriving today track your package what what is this what is amazon shipping today um oh okay it is arriving today i ordered new new covers for the the sure sm7b microphone and they were supposed to show up yesterday and then all of a sudden i got an email and they're like oh sorry it'll be tomorrow i'm like that's so weird why was it going to show up on a sunday anyway you know the book says Dirty Thirst the fall of Reach is amazing by the way huh Chief is like 50 that's why he never takes his helmet off yeah it'd be like a little boy's face <laughs> like a little 13 year old's face like what in the what um <laughs> that's uh yeah that's pretty funny <laughs> Oh, man. Um, If you guys are new, be sure to take the poll. We're talking all about the differences in the games over the years. uh, What what people think. I guess Cortana's still alive. We debated this morning where you would rank Halo Reach since the first season in Halo Infinite. It's going to be called Heroes of Reach. um, And that is... uh, That is going to be... We we really do think a, a huge push... Uh, a huge push for um, uh, a huge push for nostalgia. Like if 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 you were on the fence, if you were on the fence about getting Halo Infinite, and you were a fan of Halo Reach, and you know you were a fan of uh, of Halo back then, I would imagine I would imagine that uh, you would <laughs> you would be you'd be having a hard time saying no to to the first se- season being grounded. In uh, in reach, that's that's got to be a pretty strong nostalgic pull uh, to get people to jump in. Um, I would think. If you clicked on the video because you found it in a YouTube search or suggested, thanks so much for being here. You don't get Prime delivered on a Sunday. I did Eugene, and all of last year, Prime deliveries on Sunday were a lot more inconsistent. So that's why I was shocked they were even going to try and deliver on a Sunday. It seemed like they just kind of gave up trying. You know what I mean? Like the last twelve months, a lot of those shipping, a lot of those shipping patterns just completely shifted. They were like, "Yeah, we can't do it." It's like, okay, you know. Their mental capacity is stuck at the age when they were genetically changed. That's why they needed AI. You know what's really fun about today and this conversation is I'm not a Halo guy. I'm not. I had no idea. <laughs> 
I had no idea there was this level of like background lore and story to what on its surface always felt like a pretty I always thought it felt like a pretty generic story to be honest but again that was back when I was literally just playing it because I could play co-op with a, with a, with a with a friend both local or online um, I think infinite is going to be like destiny in the sense of having future DLCs and story expansions also believe multiplayer character will become the main character with chief yeah yeah or that's how they that's how they slowly fade chief into the background you know what I mean that's how they fade him into the background it's like you know because according to Joseph Staten right here your character in the larger Halo universe is going to have a vital active role in the Halo story moving forward so what does that mean does that mean eventually you're not playing as chief in the story are they going to hand things off to your character you know what I mean I don't really know I don't really know. It's, um, it's, that's, I think, one of the dilemmas with stories like this is you center everything around Master Chief and eventually God of War Ragnarok is going to be in the same boat, isn't it? Eventually you got to hand the, you got to hand the franchise off. You know, Kratos is going to hand the franchise off to Loki. Ragnarok will, will likely be the last God of War where Kratos is center stage. This could be, the last Halo where where Master Chief is center stage. Or, or, let's really blow your hair back. What if eventually Master Chief becomes sort of like Cortana, and that's how they keep him and his voice around, and he becomes like a voice, you can pick that voice. Remember how they said you're going to be able to pick between different voices for your, the, basically, what, what do they call it? The I forget the name they call it. You can change the voice that you hear when you're playing, you know, uh, Halo Infinite's multiplayer. Will the Loki be the Marvel Loki? No, it'll be the Loki that's in God of War that you can play right now. His son. Um, You played as Chief and Locke in Halo 5. Yeah, and people really didn't like it. I ordered stuff Saturday night, got it Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we get stuff on Sunday all the time, but usually... If I see a Sunday delivery, I'm like, yeah, probably not. Because, like, the last year, Sunday deliveries were always getting bumped to the next day. And I live in a in Louisville. We live where there's a there's a major hub. That's why shipping in and out of the city is so fast. Halo lore is very deep. A long time ago, in a documentary, someone from 343 said they want Halo to be as big as Star Wars. Really? God of War still has uh, Atreus. Atreus is Loki. Did you you know his name, but you didn't you didn't did you not beat God of War and pick that up? Halo uh, Combat evolved for me just because of nostalgia. I played it all the time with my older brother, and yeah, it was great memories, and the story was so fun. That first encounter with the flood, so crazy. The way Chief and Cortana could be together as AIs, you might have nailed it. Yeah, I could see them turning Master Chief into an AI so that, you, as it says right here, your character that you play with in multiplayer is going to play a larger role, an act, a vital and active role in the Halo story moving forward. So your character that you're crafting and investing in and changing the armor on or whatever becomes your main character and then Master Chief's an AI that could talk to you or something. And that's how they keep him around but you're no longer playing as Master Chief. You're playing as your character. That would be their... 
their way to bridge the gap between Halo Infinite being just sort of a here's a campaign with multiplayer on the side into being a truly live service game that's ongoing. So in three or four years, the character that you invested in in Halo Infinite, it's the same character. You're investing in them. You're changing their armor. You're playing the seasons to make sure you get all the dope stuff. This could be how they bridge the gap between Halo being just another Halo with a story and some multiplayer and being an actual live service ongoing game. That'd be dope if it ends up happening. That probably would have been a better... We just came up with this now. That would have been a better topic. Halo Infinite, you know... Be, is it going to be a live service game? You know, is that the is that the uh, is that the ultimate question? That could be a topic for another day. That could be a lead topic if we if nothing major happens in gaming news. Because I mean that 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 would be a good discussion. How does Halo Infinite? How does Halo as a franchise become a, a live service game? If it's purely driven by PvP, then boy oh boy, your PvP better be amazing. But if that's their plan for your character, based on these comments and based on what we're thinking with respect to you know, maybe they want Cortana to take a back seat as the AI, you know. It's dumb to kill off main characters or make them old. It's not necessary, and it doesn't understand why to, uh, why everyone does it to kill off our favorite characters. I just think after a while, you gotta, you gotta put them out to pasture, you know. If it's gonna be live service, they said it would be supported. It is gonna be live service. They said it would be supported for 10 years. They said they have a 10-year plan for this game. Right. Quick, change the thumbnail. Start the entire stream over. <laughs> All right, guys, pack it up. We got to start over. We got to start over. That description sounds like Destiny. Well, ultimately, think about it. There, I don't think they're going to create a looter shooter. I don't think they're going to create a looter shooter. I think that's one of the most challenging things to create right now because looter shooters always run into the same problem. They... They run out of loot, they run out of endgame, and there's usually only a handful of weapons worth using. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the, yeah. But why it's a game? Well, because because eventually voice actor contracts or voice actors move on or listen, the writers are like, we got it, we got to do something different here. We need we need to do something new. We we need something fresh. You know. Halo did start... uh, Destiny did start life as a Halo MMO after all. Right. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) If you don't kill off or end main characters in the story, you have uh, the same problems that comic books do now. Yeah, you have to keep resetting the stories and resetting the origins and, and, and creating alternate universes and... You know what I mean? Like, multiverses and... And you know, into the Spider-Verse, the reason that kind of stuff has happened is because they're like, <laughs> what are we going to do? There's only so many stories we can tell, you know? There's only so many stories we can tell. But could Halo still be Halo without Chief? Um, true, true. But, Apollyon, think about what Joseph Staten is saying in this quotation, okay? He says, at the center of our plans... Now listen to that phrasing. So they have plans for Halo Infinite long term. And he says, at the center of our plans is a goal to deeply root your multiplayer character in the larger Halo universe and give them a vital, active role in the Halo story moving forward. So at the at the center of their plans and what they're going to be doing with the Halo franchise, 
is your character in multiplayer becoming active and vital in the story. Now, I'm translating and interpreting that to say Master Chief eventually fades into the background either as an AI or he dies and your character becomes the character you play in future content. That's it. That person that you're getting the new armor and the cool new stuff for changing the AI's voice and all that, all that customization you become the character that plays new content so two years from now when they do like a Halo Infinite expansion because if they're if they're investing in this game for 10 years that to me is the goal is you become the main character in your own story they need to shift our player immersion from we are Master Chief to we are Spartans I'm telling you this quote from Staten is exactly how they plan to bridge the gap and turn Halo as a franchise into an ongoing live service game. And that's that and that his quotation is more than just it's it's more than just multiplayer expansion. He's talking about the actual story will move forward. There will be things that take place and your character is going to have an active role in that. That's that's in some respect very very close to what essentially happens in Destiny. Essentially what happens in Destiny is your character's around for the long haul and you're always there for the story elements. You know what I mean? Does anyone know when Halo Infinite releases? Uh, Fenrir, it, we don't have a hard date. People are theorizing early November because Joseph, um, um, no, not, not Joseph Staten. It was, uh, who's our boy? Who's our boy from Xbox? My brain, my brain just froze up on me. Um, Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer essentially said they are very strongly committed to it launching, but they have to navigate another game that's launching. And the other, the only other game we know is, is like there's a Forza set for like the 9th of November. So we're thinking it'll be first half. It'll be first half of November. It has to land on the 15th or earlier to be in contention for video game awards. And I think both Horizon Forbidden West and Halo Infinite really want to land before November 15th to not only have a very wide open holiday calendar, but also, but also video game awards is really good press. Um, George, the $10 morning, my friend, hope you have a good uh, weekend and a Friday night. See if these are hilarious. Oh, thank you, George, for the $10. And thanks for tuning in Friday night. I appreciate it. And thank you to the new subs that hit the sub button. Fenrir just commented in chat. Appreciate you and some others if it's sub. They're waiting on the Call of Duty release date and Starfield that launches November 11th. Well, Starfield launches next year, Murph. So that's not in contention with Halo. Um, Infinite's this year trying to avoid Call of Duty. It's the 20th anniversary this November. Yeah, so they've got two things in play. When does Call of Duty land? Because they don't want to be in contention with that and their own 20th anniversary. Halo OG came out November 15th, 2001. 20 years to the day would be amazing. Right, and if we look at the calendar, November the 15th, is a Monday. That's a weird launch date, but it would be at the beginning of a week. It might actually be pretty good. Might actually be a pretty good launch date if you think about it. You know, 
start off the week strong and if they can avoid Call of Duty you know what about Battlefield and Horizon Battlefield 2042 is October isn't it so they're not even they're not even in that ballpark I don't think I think they're setting their sights on November Horizon Forbidden West is not going to compete or hurt Halo it's on a different platform <laughs> it's like it's exclusive to Sony this is exclusive to Microsoft so that's not really even an issue other than other than attention economy right there's obviously the 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 economy of attention and and what might drive people you know to you know, pay attention to one or the other, whether it's the, you know, the review outlets or the YouTube channels or the streaming channels. I mean, obviously, both of those outlets are really, really good for attention. Um, and the economy of attention is, is, is huge in, in the realm of marketing video games. Um, so I don't know if they're that worried about Horizon Forbidden West, though, you know. So... Alright, we're going to shift gears to Q&A. If you've got questions and you're a paying member and you want to pick my brain, now the stream becomes about you, the viewer. Halo Infinite, Halo Reach, the Halo franchise. Submit questions now about that and I'll be right back. And we have other topics as well, but give me just a second. I'm going to hit some ads. We almost never run ads on the channel. We even turn off the non-skippables so you can get into the live stream earlier. If you want to show some appreciation to that, consider becoming a paid member to support the channel directly since we do not run a lot of ads we're going to shift to q a and this is for paid members so you can become one or just sit back and enjoy the great scene with their questions on the screen it's really fancy we really ticked it up a notch it looks really nice so get your questions submitted i'll be right back
Okay. Let's see here. All right, chat. Um. Man. Okay. Let us do. Let me get this ready so I can give you guys my thoughts on the the reach, the reach inclusion, um, and then the various subjects that you guys can submit questions about. Uh, let's see. What's group two? Um, I think it's, oh, Blood Hunt. Blood Hunt is like a, a new battle royale with a twist and we'll be covering that. Uh, and then third, Windows 11 news. This is actually, I, I'm, that's, it sounds so like corporate, you know, Windows 11 to be talking about that, but it actually looks like it's going to be really good for Xbox. Um, and then there's a cyberpunk story about refunds that is actually pretty interesting in light of the fact that the game is now um, back in the Sony store finally. Microsoft's officially announced when they're going to stop taking um when they're going to stop taking refunds on that game. So um yeah. Have you tried Proteus yet? I'm absolutely loving the Doom throwback feel to it. Such a simple and fun game. This is the first I've even heard about that. Um Phil Spencer can't come out and say, we need to wait and see what Activision is doing with their Call of Duty release. Yeah, that wouldn't really work. <laughs> that really wouldn't work. You can't come out and say that. That's, that's, that, is, that is true. Um, that would be kind of odd and kind of awkward. So, all right, let me give you guys my thoughts on this one. Uh, and then we can transition into Q&A. Um, I don't think anybody has submitted questions other than Necro. Necro is the only question submitted so far. So thanks, Necro. <clears throat> oh, wait, hang on. I forgot to do this forgot to change it to that because this does land over on the shorts channel did he kind of say another game I thought he was talking about another game that they were launching a lot of people were speculating he was talking about Forza maybe maybe he was kind of hinting at the fact that they're waiting to see what Call of Duty is going to do <laughs> Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Halo Infinite bringing back elements of Halo Reach, as well as some commentary from Joseph Staten about the importance of your character that you're going to be customizing going forward in the Halo franchise. If you like these shorter gaming news videos, be sure to subscribe to this channel, SNTR Shorts. Hit subscribe, subscribe and the bell button. Or you can check me out over on my main channel, SNTR Presents. That's where we do the live streams. There's a link below for that. So, 
there was a lot of theories coming out about what's the campaign going to be like, what are you going to actually do in Halo when Halo Infinite finally launches. And then they started talking about the battle passes and the the multiplayer being free. And now we're getting even more glimpses into how this game will be going forward long term. It's not going to just be like a one and done launch. And one of the ways they're wanting to utilize that is with the battle passes in the seasons. And the very first season is Reach in theme. And we're curious as to what exactly that means. And Joseph Staten has some commentary. So VG247 reported about this. Earlier this month, Microsoft and 343 Industries finally lifted the lid on Halo Infinite's free-to-play multiplayer. And they detailed how the shooter's always accessible battle passes will work. Because you'll always be able to go back and work on a season you might have missed. But... Joseph Staten has taken to Halo Waypoint to dish out more information, and he says here, At the center of our plans is a goal to deeply root your multiplayer character in the larger Halo universe and give them a vital, active role in the Halo story moving forward. Now, if you really pick that sentence apart, what Staten is saying is, at the very center of their plans for Halo to be an ongoing game is actually your character that you're investing in in multiplayer. They're going to have a vital active role in the Halo story moving forward. Now there's theories about does this mean Master Chief's going to be kind of on his way out? Is, is this how they phase him out and make it more about you and your character and this becomes a live service game? We may turn that into a, bait, a debate or a lead topic in the future because that's a little bit different than what we're talking about today. Now he says how exactly we're doing this in the seasons and years ahead well we're not ready to share the details yet but what he was ready to share is the title of the first season heroes of reach will be the title of the first season they're really wanting to draw that nostalgia sort of hook line and sinker in so this is more quotes here from staten I can share that we picked Heroes of Reach as a seasonal theme for very specific reasons. Reach has a rich history. It's a key location for Spartans of old and a focal point of a new generation of Spartans preparing to wrestle with the perils and mysteries of a galaxy that has fundamentally changed after the events in Halo 5. So he's referencing Halo 5 and talking about how a lot changed in that and we're, and we're actually moving off of that and one of the focal points is going to be right here in the first season so to me it's clear that 343 is not holding back on the nostalgia as they push very heavily into a lane that will allow them to bring back some of the best moments and ideas from the Halo franchise for both longtime and new fans alike so we discussed this morning where people rank Halo Reach in sort of the franchise ranking and it was a big split it was actually kind of funny I always thought from the way people talked about it, Halo Reach was one of the most popular uh, Halos in the franchise. It was actually very split. A lot of people were saying, no, I wouldn't even put it in top two. And 50% of the audience was putting it in the top two. So it was a very, very split disagreement on where you actually rank Halo Reach amongst other Halos. Now, what I take from his commentary uh, about this, and he's got more comments here, is this is more than just multiplayer. More from Staten. Halo Infinite's first multiplayer season takes place as a transformational moment in Halo history, at the pivot point from one generation of heroes to the next. In this moment, your multiplayer hero is waiting just offstage, geared up for battle, and ready to spring into action, and their epic story has yet to be told. So, 
the actual multiplayer, they're seeing this as a transformational moment in the history of Halo. It's not just an offshoot thing to go and play with your friends. They're weaving this into the franchise's history. So this is a clear direction from Staten that they want to be a greater connection between the history of Halo and the character that you invest in inside of Halo Infinite. This isn't necessarily a looter shooter push, but it's the beginnings of more than just a multiplayer game. With the landscape right now full of free multiplayer games that have their own battle passes with everything changing there's always new cosmetics halo infinite will need to carve out something creative if they want to stand apart really great looking armor might not be enough long term and it seems they're looking to do a little bit more than just that especially if your character is going to be a central figure in stories and new things coming in the franchise lastly halo is a live service Uh, And this is more from the VG2047 article. If we want to ensure that there's always a fresh and fun reason to play Halo Infinite, but that things that they know and love will be around for more than a heartbeat. So this is him talking about how the things are going to be enduring. Now, some of this they learned in their own Master Chief Collection Battle Pass, how you can always go back and play and earn stuff that you might have missed out on. So the developer intends to mix up the content week to week and they ensure there's no pressure or punishment for players if you don't have time to commit to Halo in a given week. So they want things happening week to week, but they're trying to strike that balance between there's always something happening week to week and season to season, but if you miss, it's not a huge deal. The real question is, can Halo Infinite become a successful live service game? The reason more games are going in this route is because it's more profitable, and gamers expect more than just a game that launches and then only offers expansions. It sounds like 343 has great ideas on how to get things started, so time will tell if they pull it off and capture an audience long term. If you like these shorter gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. Sorry. Oh, man. Okay. I'll hopefully people didn't think I was like literally ending the video and just like walking off. They're like, oh, the stream's done. <laughs> the stream's done. He's shutting down. Um, okay. That is our, uh, that's our Halo topic. That is our Halo topic. We've already got four questions submitted to the Q&A form. Thank you guys for that. Can the one take? Yeah, and like my mustache is driving me crazy. My mustache was like tickling my nose today. I, I, I always hit this day where I'm like, I'm like, man, I should trim my beard. And then I don't do it. And then the next day, my mustache is like driving me insane. It's like, it's the worst. I need to be better about that. It's like, <laughs> I got to remember. I got to remember that like, you know, I can't, I cannot ignore, I cannot ignore that. It, it ends up driving me absolutely insane. Right, let's loop this one. Babyface Lono incoming. Oh, I'm telling you what. It's super, super tempting sometimes just to take it all the way down, like really, really low. So that way I don't have to trim it nearly as often. Because boy, oh boy, it drives me friggin' crazy sometimes. The mustache doesn't play. <laughs> You'll never convince me that it doesn't play. All right. So this next segment's about Blood Hunt, and you can ask questions about this. Uh, obviously, given the saturation of uh, of BRs, 
this one this one could be um, just more white noise even though they're attempting to do something a little bit uh, unique it's a it's a battle royale with a twist <laughs> it's a battle royale with a twist Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about a brand new game that you might not have heard of, Blood Hunt. Battle Royale with a bit of a twist. Going to have the uh, first initial thing that they released running next to me. If you like these short gaming news videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. Uh, Or if you want to catch my live streams over at SNTR Presents, whichever kind of content you prefer. Now, Battle Royale games at this point in time feel extremely saturated. Over the course of the last couple of years, a lot of games have tried to launch and really capitalize and and tap into what seemed like an absolutely booming market. But the market has become so, so saturated, it is really difficult for other people to try to enter the field. We saw this happen with a handful of BR titles like Realm Royale as well as Radical Heights and others that just never really captured an audience. Some of these were here and gone very, very quickly. At the moment, it seems that both Fortnite, Apex Legends, and Call of Duty Warzone have a huge, huge corner on the market. Very, very hard to compete with those three titles. And another big franchise is set to launch later this year. Not with the Battle Royale, but again, the large-scale battles and the large maps are really going to be a huge draw for people to play Battlefield. Blood Hunt is essentially a vampire Battle Royale game. And we don't really have a whole lot of details right now, but this was reported by MP. First, and they said, in case you didn't know, a new battle royale game is set to enter with the ring with Vampire Mask Wear Blood Hunt. So this has got a closed alpha. Apparently, it's coming in 2021. Right there on the screen, you can see. So it was announced earlier this month. The free-to-play game is being developed by Shark Mob, which is comprised of devs from notable games such as Battlefield and The Division and more. So they do have some, you know, some people working for them that may be able to help them trudge into this industry the studios released a slew of short videos showcasing some of the features in blood hunt will include once it's released later this year so they've got character customization traversal and even uh, a lobby that they're calling uh, elysium so you kind of saw in this trailer that they're going to be doing you know character customization that's a huge draw that's pretty much how you monetize a battle royale right if you're giving it away for free you're going to have to have customization that can be both unlocked through play but also purchased I'm sure they'll have their own battle pass season pass structure now they sent out three tweets with videos if you want to check them out just look for hashtag blood hunt on twitter and you'll find their twitter account if you're interested in these videos that they put out so they said traversal plays an important part in blood hunt scale buildings to get the upper hand or leap between buildings to get out of a dire situation the vampiric supernatural powers are at your disposal so obviously this is one way that they want the game to stand out and be unique is with traversal movement speed you see here they're teleporting they're ending up behind players now obviously a major concern of anybody playing a battle royale game when that kind of stuff's going on is balance uh, and just the absurdity of combat whenever that kind of thing is going on so that is one of their foundational identity points the second thing they highlight is they say you can use your instincts and explore the city to find better weapons and items you will need to be well prepared to survive the night now we don't know I don't know if they said anything other than this that is the day night how they essentially do the battle royale i would imagine that it is that the sunlight 
coming will be like the circle closing, right? How are you going to funnel people together? Well, sunlight's coming and the shadows are getting longer and there's spots of the map you simply cannot go because they will be in direct sunlight, right? And then that'll be that, that pain mechanic that you are so, so familiar with in PUBG and Fortnite with the closing storm. Lastly, they said breaking out of brand character for a bit because this is something extra special to us. This is the Elysium, which we wanted to not only feel like a multiplayer lobby, but an actual place where fellow kindred could hang out. We hope you like it. So they showcase sort of the lobby, the opening place where you're going to start out. So again, if you want more information, look them up on Twitter. They're posting videos and little clips and segments about their game. Brand new Battle Royale with a twist. Vampire Battle Royale. Will this be another successful franchise? Does it have the hook to survive a saturated market? If you like these shorter gaming news videos, always remember to hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. (coughs) Oh, man. We got a lot of questions. It's a good thing I switched when I did. Holy moly. If you're new and tuning in for the Q&A, that is for members if you'd like to join members uh, you can do that I don't really have a great trailer for Windows 11 because it's literally just Windows 11 <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure this is this is thrilling to you guys but you're gonna this is actually an interesting interesting topic because of what this is gonna bring to the Xbox so uh, again if you have questions about any of the things I cover uh, use that question command. It doesn't have to purely be about our lead topic, which was Halo. They have amazing lore? Hmm. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Windows 11, and I promise it's actually interesting if you have an Xbox. If you're watching this on my Shorts channel, hit subscribe and the bell button for shorter gaming news videos, or head over to SNTR Presents if you prefer live streams. So, you know, Windows has a long history of, you know, being kind of annoying anytime they upgrade. There were some pretty notorious versions of Windows in the past. Most recently, Windows 10 has had its own issues with you know, jitters and and frame drops and all kind of weird things that happened both in gaming or in videos. I myself still have issues with my OBS and with like a slight stutter on videos. When Windows 10 first came out, there was all kind of issues with Netflix. But official from Xbox.com was an announcement about what Windows 11 is going to bring to the console. So they actually talk about things that are going to affect graphics and performance of the consoles that I found to be very interesting. So directly from Xbox.com, they said this, We build Windows to be a magical place where everyone can play, connect, and create, and that's why we're delighted to bring you Windows 11 with superior graphics, amazing speed, and an incredible selection of games. So first they say this, Games will look better than ever, uh, thanks to Auto HDR, a unique capability we're offering with Windows 11, which automatically adds high dynamic range enhancements to games built on DirectX 11 or higher that previously only leveraged standard dynamic range. So, if you're familiar with some of the upgrades to the Xbox Series X that have already happened, they already did the FPS boost. There's a list of games that get the FPS boost you can turn on to get increased FPS in those older games. That way you can harness the stronger power of the Xbox Series X. Now they're looking to go back and switch games. This is a capability they're offering. Anything that is built 
uh, in you know or runs on DirectX 11 or higher can switch from standard dynamic range SDR to HDR high dynamic range. This is kind of a big deal. Uh, this is going to obviously be happening on PC, but they're also talking about how this is going to be on the Xbox as well. That's where this announcement was placed. With the high-performance NVMe SSD and the proper drivers, Windows 11 can now load new games faster than ever thanks to breakthrough technology called Direct Storage, which we pioneered as part of the Xbox Velocity architecture featured on the Xbox Series X and the Series S. So what they're going to be able to do with this is they're already doing it on the Xbox Series X and the S. If you use the proper SSD hard drive on your your Windows machine, you're going to be able to take advantage of direct storage. With direct storage, which will only be available with Windows 11, games can quickly load assets to the graphics card without bogging down the CPU. So this means you'll get to experience incredibly detailed game worlds rendered at lightning speeds without long load times. So if you have been enjoying these features on your Xbox, the good news is you got something before people even got it on Windows machines. They're going to be getting direct storage. You already have this right now. You already get the FPS boost on the right titles, and now they're going to bring that same world to PC with Windows 11. So this is good news if you own an Xbox. It means you're already kind of ahead of what they're wanting to do with Windows 11 on the PC world and PC gaming. You're already tapping into a lot of these benefits. What this does is they're calling this direct storage optimized Windows 11 PCs are configured with hardware and drivers needed to enable this amazing experience. So you're going to be able to actually shop for a gaming rig, a gaming PC that has direct storage optimized listed. So right now, if you have an Xbox Series X or S, you already have some of these great features. So the auto HDR is actually not going to be happening on your Xbox. That's for a Windows machine. But what you do have on your Xbox is you have FPS boost coming to more and more titles and you already have the direct storage technology on your console machine. For people that are looking for the game anywhere, play anywhere on the Microsoft platform, now even Windows machines will be able to take advantage of these features as well. So if you like these shorter gaming news videos, always remember to hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next video. Sorry, I got ahead of myself on the HDR thing. I made it sound like that was going to be on the Xbox. Wheezy was right to correct me on that. The thing that's on the Xbox is the direct storage technology. Like, it's already there, and the auto HDR is already there. Sorry, I misspoke. I got ahead of myself because I knew further in the video they had mentioned something that you have right now on your Xbox. Right, sorry. Auto HDR does work on the Series X. Oh, it's already there. Just like direct storage. Okay, sorry. I misspoke because I was thinking ahead. I was like, all oh, that direct storage thing's already on the Xbox. The people can already take advantage of that. You know, that's a, that's a leg up on on uh, on the PC world, right? Um, don't run that. They'll claim it. I don't care. We have to cover gaming news. Like I I'm I'm set up to run trailers now for gaming news. If they claim it, I don't I don't I don't I don't know. We can't afford to constantly back off. Okay, I guess we could have just run, like, Halo or something. Um, just wanted to get called out weirdos. Sometimes getting corrected in comments on a video is really good for it, though, because, like, <laughs> it's seen as, like, high engagement. There was a time where people would intentionally put typos in their titles and thumbnails because everybody would, like, uh, clamor to... Uh, to fix it. Just now realizing the title is spelled wrong. 
Our video title is spelled wrong? Um. Oh, yeah. Heroes of Reach. Yeah, we have it misspelled without an E. Is that because of... That might be because of research. I don't know if that's because of research that he did. Because people misspell things all the time. But yeah, it is misspelled in the title. Um, Come on. Come on, what? You misspelled heroes. We're going to get called out on that. Don't say come on to me as you typo another title. No one spells heroes correctly. It doesn't matter. (laughs) How do you spell Elden? (laughs) How do you spell Elden? Creature. All right. All right. Let us, uh, let's do this last one. Okay. We have a timestamp. We can go 255. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Cyberpunk 2077 no longer offering refunds on Microsoft. There's an exact date when they are going to stop taking those refunds. And it seems to be coinciding with the game's return to the Sony platform. If you like these shorter videos, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you can catch these or check me out at SNTR Presents. There should be a link below. That's my live stream channel. If you're watching over here on Shorts, that's my upload channel. So Cyberpunk has been sort of marred as a very, very bad launched game, an incomplete game, rough game, boring game, whatever the case may be, whatever label you want to give it i played it myself recently when it returned to the sony store just to give it a fair shake and after about three hours i am amazed that people were able to eat around the fat and enjoy this game now with it returning to the sony store there's more news coming out from microsoft about anybody seeking a refund if they bought this game now microsoft is still warning you when you buy the game that it will have performance issues on lower end xbox model models and Sony still has that disclaimer in place as well so digital purchases are usually considered final now this comes out of xfire.com in Microsoft's case they're usually final when you order something digitally or buy something digitally okay their policy states that refunds are only possible depending on the circumstance one such instance was cyberpunk Microsoft was offering refunds for any copy bought from the Microsoft store since the game released in December of 2020 more than half a year later Microsoft plans to no longer offer full refunds if you head over to digital game purchase refunds terms page on the Xbox website you can see Microsoft specifically singles out cyberpunk in particular Microsoft states that it will be returning to its quote standard digital game refund policy for cyberpunk 2077 on july the 6th for both new and existing purchases in the game in the same statement microsoft also acknowledged the work that the work that cd project red has been putting to improving the game so they give a little hat tip to cyberpunk improving the game and obviously this is coinciding with going back on the sony store but they're saying listen starting on july 6th that's it all sales are final so if you purchase this game recently or or maybe a while ago or whatever wherever you are on the spectrum of ownership of cyberpunk 
if you were wanting to seek out a refund, a digital refund from Microsoft, you're not going to be able to do that after July 6th. I'm recording this on June 28th. Alright, so you have a window of time if you're still seeking out a refund for Cyberpunk 2077 from Microsoft specifically. Now, Sony's not doing anything with refunds as far as we know at this moment in time because it literally just returned to their store. Now, I have my own opinions about whether or not this game should have returned to digital stores or should be in digital stores with how poorly it runs on those old consoles. That's a completely separate debate that is obviously rooted in a lot of opinion as well as my own experience of playing the game. At the moment in time, I would strongly encourage you to go watch my Cyberpunk playthrough on my main channel, SNTR Presents. It's gotten, it's one of my most watched streams as of late. It's, it's, it's got more views than some of my daily live streams. My gameplay sessions in the afternoon are, are usually a little bit lower, and it has more than most of my daily live streams. Why? Because people are interested in where the game is right now. Is it worth playing? Is it worth getting? Watch that play session, make up your own mind. And if you do get it on Microsoft, your window of time to get that refund is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. As always, if you like these shorter gaming news videos, you can hit subscribe and the bell button so that way you don't miss my daily uploads. We upload a handful of videos a day. Also, be sure to check out the link below to my live streams. We do those Monday through Friday, a talk show in the morning, and gameplay in the afternoon. All right, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. Okay. All right, let's get Q&A up on the screen because you guys have submitted a lot of questions. Uh, you guys have submitted a lot of questions already. Okay, and Necro in there with the first one. And this one is going to be generally about Halo. Yeah, 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 Halo and live service. So, good question. Mm-mm. Okay. We have, uh, I don't know how many questions in total submitted. Um, I'm going to make the, uh, the members only post that we like to do to let people know that we are moving in to, uh, Q and a just to alert folks. Uh, Q and a has started. Let me get this image from Creature. Do, 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 do. Save image. Bam. Image. Again, nobody has complained about this. I am a little worried that members' ships have dipped a bit, and I hope it's not because of these posts. Because I've said more and more, I'm like, hey, if you guys don't like these members-only posts, they're once a day to alert you when Q&A starts. If members don't like them, uh, let me know. Don't just cancel your membership because of a once-a-day post. Like, let me know and we won't do it. Uh, there are certain things we're experimenting with. There are certain things we're not going to budge on because we really like the format we have now. But the members-only post is not something that we need to do. I just thought it was something that people would appreciate. Um, given that it starts, like, in the middle of the day. So, alright. You've returned, things got busy? No problem. I don't mind them, but that's just me. I've consistently every day asked people like, hey, 
you know, are these members only post in the middle of the day uh, an issue? Um, you know, and nobody has seen us anything. Um, Hey, did somebody order some merch? Oh, yeah. Somebody's asking about zip-ups. Um, yeah. The zip-ups from the merch store are a little bit slow on production sometimes. So, it's totally the worst. Um, they're whatever I'm usually here anyway. If, since it's just an email, I don't think people generally care. So... First question coming in from Necro. Do you believe the live service structure is best for games like Halo or should they stay single player with co-op? This is the ultimate question, isn't it? Like, if you're trying to bridge the gap into, um, you know, if you're trying to bridge the gap into live service, how do you do it? If your game has been primarily in the past, not live service, right? There's, there's a lot to be said for uh, there's a lot to be said for people that are against live service because what live service can do to a game is it can dilute the game to a certain extent it can get sort of watered down they're just always trying to drip content out they're always trying to have something for you to do and it can end up like butter spread too thin on bread it's like there's just not much substance here so going live service could certainly be argued against I think you could probably make a very good argument against it and say this is not a good idea this is going to be bad for the game this is going to be ultimately you know unhelpful um I actually think it's going to become more common and more popular for a handful of reasons I don't think you can spend four five and six years on a game with the production costs that are involved these days and be like here's the game that's the end of the matter. Now, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying it's not going to be as common. I don't think it's as easy to do. Because if you look at a game like Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok, more than likely, those are not going to be live service games. But that's also Sony's MO, Sony's identity, and they foot that bill, right? They make sure their first party titles are stellar, amazing, and largely single player games that usually don't offer any kind of a DLC. Now, sometimes they do. Obviously, they're not like anti-DLC because Horizon Zero Dawn had a DLC. They had some, they, you know, they had like a season pass and stuff. But I think it's going to be more and more common for people to break from that. They're going to be like, no, no, it, it just isn't feasible. It's just, it's not feasible for us to launch a title and then just leave it. It makes way more sense to do ongoing maintenance and upkeep and servers combined with a battle pass, combined with seasons, combined with a reason for players to come back in. Like, attention spans of gamers have to be one of the single most frustrating attention spans to deal with. Trust me, as a content creator, I, I, I sort of... I, I sort of feel the pain of developers. I do. I, I sort of feel their pain. Because the attention span of gamers is, it's like vapor. It's here, and then it's gone. It's like a game is bought and consumed, and a week or two later, nobody cares. Okay? So, how do you combat that? How do you keep people coming back? An engaged user base that continues to log back in. That is a huge, 
huge asset to profitability, success, and future content, future endeavors. So more and more games are going to go this route. Because if not, all you're going to have is that meteoric, almost like bottle rocket rise of like, yeah, it's such a great game. And then a month later, no one's talking about the game, right? Uh, your members only posting is a lot less annoying than lightning and sea of thieves that's right that's right um and so i actually don't necessarily think the live service structure is inherently bad or good it's all about implementation right it's all about implementation you could say the same thing for microtransactions microtransactions are not inherently bad it's all about implementation there's implementation where it is a hop skip and a jump away from true and genuine gambling it's like it's like right there it's just like scratch offs you know with the way they do the packs and the things in these sports games it can be very pay to win it can be very predatory it can be very um like they do in gotcha games right now microtransactions can also be very very good you know, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of love for, for Bungie and Destiny, but I always defended their microtransaction store because they did everything they could to remove the disliked things and move more towards the community in a way where they offered micro-spending that was totally optional, to- well, 100% vanity only, no in-game efforts, I'm sorry, no in-game advantages, no in-game power, and all direct purchase. They're even telling you in advance the items that, that there's always a small percentage of items that are not available for purchase with the in-game bright dust right the earnable currency they let you know what items are silver only ahead of time the number of items that are silver only has gotten smaller and smaller okay so microtransactions are not inherently bad they can be done right they can be done in a way where it complements the game very well it helps subsidize it it helps future content it helps more and more uh, content to be delivered. The explosion and the success of Fortnite, they needed a way to monetize that. They needed a way to make money to maintain the scalability of that game as well as all the updates, all the changes, the maps, the live events, all the fun things they've done in Fortnite was obviously largely subsidized by the absolutely insane success of both the game as well as their lean into a battle pass, a V-Buck store, and really, really cool cosmetics, which then led to other opportunities with movies and video game characters and sports teams having their outfits and content inside of the game. And then if you're a fan of Fortnite, man, you're, you, you've got Fortnite for probably the rest of your life with how successful the franchise has been and how much the microtransactions have been able to subsidize that game's existence. So, in the realm of Halo, okay, that's a big giant prologue to my answer. In the realm of Halo, games like Halo, I don't think if Halo wants to thrive as a free-to-play multiplayer offering, I don't think you can just be like, single-player co-op, multiplayer's kind of there, take it or leave it. No. If you're going to offer Halo Infinite as a completely free-to-play offering for people to come in and play at no money, and one of the main reasons they have to do this is there's competitors are doing it. You know, Fortnite, Warzone, like these are games that cost you zero dollars to boot up and play, and that is a significant element in the gaming world right now. Is that if you're wanting to have a really, really great PvP experience, you better not have any better not have any paywalls in between the player and the funnel if you want your funnel to be full. And then the fuller the funnel, the more money you probably make on the micros and on the cosmetics. 
It also helps not to fragment your player base because if someone doesn't buy a season or a map pack or whatever in the world you're offering, well, they're able to jump in and play no matter what with their friends. So, the live service structure coming to Halo makes perfect sense since they're wanting to lean in. They're wanting to lean into what the gamer expectation is right now. What's the gamer expectation for a PvP game? Free and huge and constantly getting updated and really cool things for me to buy like that's become the expectation whether or not you're playing Warzone or whether you're playing you know Fortnite and in this case Halo Infinite bridging the gap between a traditional Halo experience and a live service Halo I think it's going to turn on one hinge and one hinge only it's going to turn on the multiplayer if the multiplayer funnel can be full and people love the idea of investing in their Spartan, investing in their character, and really, really throwing themselves at it, then I, 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 think, I think that's how they bridge the gap between a live service Halo and a more traditional Halo. Everything hinges on multiplayer. You can sense it in the way that they talked about it. You can sense it in the multiplayer overview trailer and all that they're saying. Like, even Joseph Staten's commentary on it saying one central piece of their goal, the central part of it, is that your character in the multiplayer plays a pivotal and vital role in the, in the ongoing Halo story, right? Well... The only way that matters, and the only way that plays long-term is if the multiplayer is very successful. So they're putting a lot of eggs in that basket. That's one of the reasons I feel pretty good about it, because it's like, this is a make it or break it. I, I honestly think, we say this all the time about games and franchises, but this is one of the times where I do think it probably reigns more true than others. Not in like a permanent or like, you know, doomsday sky is falling sort of way, but I do think this is a make it or break it time for Halo. I really, really do. Because this is it. It, it, It's put up or shut up time. If this is an unsuccessful deliverable, Microsoft is going to be like, we're done. This isn't working. You've sullied our icon. You've sullied the Master Chief name and the brand and the idea of Halo. We're done. We're not doing this again. Right? Halo 5 was, was received so poorly. The first showing of Halo Infinite was mocked and made fun of. Now, they're having a bit of a, of a Sonic movie comeback. If you've seen the graphical comparisons, the Halo Infinite graphics compared last year to this year, huge difference, right? It's not enough. It's not enough. No one's playing Halo because, like, oh, the graphics look better now. They look like trash last year, and now they look good. That's definitely going to make me buy. You're going to have to get people in on the experience and the nostalgia, and that's why I think they're starting with Reach. I think that's one of the reasons they're starting with Reach. The more I hear about this, the more I think Destiny is in trouble. I don't think Destiny will ever be in trouble with respect to their PvE, their seasons, and their expansions. I don't think so. I think they're fine for five years or more. After that, they're going to have to consider what their game looks and feels like five and six years from now, right? After people have played enough games that feel and look like Returnal, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, you know, some genuine next-gen titles start to land and get a lot of attention and Destiny's going to feel like a dinosaur, right? It's going to feel crisp. It's going to feel good. But they've got to consider long-term. That's the biggest, I think that's one of the biggest question marks for Destiny is how does a peer-to-peer, somewhat outdated engine and game, how does it feel in 2025? 
2024, 2025 rolls around and we start getting lots of next-gen titles to land that really tap in, that really tap into the power of the PS5 and the Series X, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to start to see like, this game kind of feels old. This doesn't really, this doesn't seem like it's keeping up anymore. That's the real question is, can they continue to tweak and fiddle with the engine, the Tiger engine, to really make it feel like in the, it, it, it's 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 landing on the modern landscape. Now, Eugene saying, look at WoW. Some games don't need to do that. They don't. I actually think Destiny's one of the ones that does because so much about that game is the immersive, great feel of the gunplay and the movement. If they can maintain that, they'll be okay. But you just, you gotta wonder, you gotta wonder, as the PvP landscape of gaming continues to shift and change, with Valorant's explosion, with with Apex and Call of Duty, and with Fortnite, and with Battlefield on the horizon, and with Halo Infinite entering the landscape, I'm telling you, you've really gotta wonder what Destiny's PvP is gonna feel like in three or four years, and will it be enough to really sustain a healthy player base for matchmaking? Could be one of the reasons that they're really suddenly like we got to get crossplay in place because they have so many players on the Sony platform. This could be one way they kind of save uh, the folks on Xbox from like losing a lot of their matchmaking funnel, right? If Destiny Two can adopt the Halo Battle Pass model, I'd be thrilled. I would just write it down. They're going to do that. I would write that down. I would put it on your refrigerator. It's only a matter of when. Bungie will mimic and copy the Halo Battle Pass format. 100%. They already said in past director's cuts and blogs and commentaries about FOMO, fear of missing fear of missing out. They've already said they want to remove that going forward. And I and I would not be surprised if you go to test at some point in time and there are battle passes that you can go back and buy for 10 bucks and grind through that and like, oh, I missed that one. Oh, well, go back and buy it. And then you can grind it out. They're still going to charge you. <laughs> They're still going to charge you. But I would it would not shock me at all if you can go back in time and say, I want season 13. And, you know, in Destiny will be in season 18. And they're going to let you go back and buy that season and grind it out. It wouldn't shock me in the least if they copy that format. And then they're going to want to make some moolah on it. But still, wouldn't surprise me. They're already setting up methods in that game for bringing back guns and stuff anyway with the with the one... Uh, uh, what's the, the, the umbral focusing? I've not played in so long. With the umbral focusing, they're already setting themselves up to be like, here's season six's stuff. Come back from the dead. Like, they're already setting themselves up to constantly recycle. Well, why wouldn't you recycle those season passes, man? They had some really, really sexy stuff in them. Charge $10, you know? Have you played Master Chief Collection to see how they did the battle pass? No, but people have said it's largely influenced the way they're doing Halo Infinite's battle pass. It's very, very similar. You know what I mean? Something you buy should never be locked away no matter how long it takes you to finish it. Yeah. And this that's something, I don't know, that's something they're, they're going to have to come to grips with is how do you get people to play if there's no time There's no time limit? Keep in mind, I'm not just talking about Destiny here. That's something Halo's going to have to think about. Right? If there's no time limit, if there's no time crunch, how do, how do you get people to kind of stay engaged for the duration of a season? Right? If there's no like, well, I got to keep playing to keep grinding this before it goes away. Destiny would have to think through the same thing as well.
Robert Jones says, do you think the story elements of the multiplayer will be enough to hook PVE only players? No, they're going to need, there's going to need to be some element of PVE expansion in Halo Infinite. I, I do not think their plan is for the next 10 years to be like, hey, you guys remember that story and that campaign you played three years ago? Wasn't that great? Yeah, everything is, is PvP now. I don't think so. I think they're going to start to bridge the gap. This is my prediction. I think one of the first things they're going to do is one of the very first PvE expansions in Halo Infinite. You're going to play it as your character for multiplayer. That's what I believe based on Joseph Staten's commentary. They keep playing because they're having fun. Oh, you got to think. Ginger, I, I always say this creature, you got to think about the monkey brain, right? Some people just have monkey brain, or we'll call it the distracted dog brain from up, right? They're just, they're so simple. It's like you got to keep their attention or poof, they're off doing something else. How do you keep them playing? You know, to keep that hook in there. Events, seasonal content, refreshers, stuff like that. That's how you do it. You know what I mean? Halo doesn't even need to have a Call of Duty level launch because it won't be Call of uh, Call of Duty's too big, but it needs CSGO levels of relevancy to be successful. Right. Yeah. I hope they do have extra PvE content, and I hope it's just like you said, you play as your own character. Based on Joseph Staten's commentary about where they where they want to go, they, he said the central... This, you know, this... What do you call it? The, it was the central aspect of their goal... Uh, the phrasing, I gotta get the phrasing right. I gotta get the phrasing right, because it's really important. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, let me get my presents rundown pulled up. Um, oops, that's not what I want. I want the uh, rundown live view. Sorry, I clicked on the wrong thing. He said, at the center of our plans is a goal to deeply root your multiplayer character into the larger Halo universe and give them a vital active role in the Halo story moving forward. Like, that quote is jam-packed full of clues, right? He says, at the center of our plans. So their plans for the franchise, at the center of it is your character in multiplayer does what? Is going to have a vital and an active role in the Halo story moving forward. I would think what that means is when the Halo story starts to move forward, you're playing with your character for multiplayer. That's going to be how they do it. Mark my words. Someone's making a video about this tonight. They're going to they're gonna steal this directly from today's stream. And they'll be uploading the video tonight. Their thumbnails look familiar. Like, this is this is happening. His, his comment, I think, is, is, is as see-through as, as, as plastic. It's so easy to see. It's like, oh, 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 oh. You're bridging the gap. Like, we're going to start to take our character from multiplayer and play and play new PvE content with that person, with that character. Guaranteed. My theory goes a little bit further. They're going to convert Master Chief into an AI, right? So that he can maintain a presence and a voice in the game, but you will be playing as your character. I hope I can make my character and play in the PvE content. Outside of PvP, I hope Halo gets PvE dungeons and more to be able to play in all types of content. If they've got a 10-year plan, no memes, no memes. This is not me memeing. If they have a 10-year plan, you know, Bungie's 10-year plan was a 10-year contract, not a 10-year plan, <laughs> right? And that that got memed on and dunked on for years, which 
I always thought was a little unfair because they never said they had a 10-year plan, but whatever. Whatever, whatever. If they genuinely have a 10-year plan, there is literally no way 343 is banking on purely multiplayer carrying the flag. It's Halo. There has to be story elements on a regular basis happening. And with the seasonal content starting out with Heroes of Reach, I don't know. They're they're clearly saying that like seasons are more than just like decorative, you know, fun things. As as Stoughton says to kick off this entire interview, at the center of their plans is that your character is going to play a large role in the story moving forward, meaning the story's moving forward. Now, he says how they're going to do that in the seasons and years ahead. They're not ready to detail. So in his mind, think about it. You got to connect the dots here. In the seasons and years ahead, the Halo story will move forward. In Staten's mind, in Joseph Staten's mind, that's the plan, is to have the story moving forward. Next question is from Chronic Spindash. What story beats from Halo 5 make it so disliked? How they handled Chief, Cortana, both. Chief wasn't in it enough. People didn't like what they, what they did with Cortana. It, you know, for a lot of people, it was like, man, Halo was supposed to center around Master Chief, and he was in it, you know, what was it, like a third of the time? You know, he didn't get a lot of screen time, and people didn't like that. That has me excited, not gonna lie. I want a personal character investment with my Spartan. If I I don't want to be dipping into this into this too much, but if you really look at the success of Destiny, three four three has to consider that in in their planning. They have to consider that in their planning. The idea that you become attached to your character and the investment in your character and the experiences that you've had and the things that you've earned and unlocked, um, that is you know that's that's a huge deal. I think. Um, uh, I'm not to loop back to that. I just got your email, Brian. Um, so, th- I'm telling you, I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, there is, I like, Halo went from me being like, this is bad, this is a giant blemish on the Microsoft franchise, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm really doubting. Started watching all this, started reading these interviews, and I was like, I don't know, man, there might be something here. There might be something here. My spidey sense is tingling about Halo Infinite. I get gut instincts and like my spidey sense tingles sometimes. And the last time I felt like this was like I played Fortnite for two hours and I was like, this is going to be bigger than PUBG. And I got clipped. There are people that clipped that and they called me an idiot and they, they were like making fun of me. I wish I would have saved the clip and the screenshot of like, li- it was like the title of the clip was listen to this idiot. And it was a clip of me saying, I don't know, guys. There's something special here. I think this is going to be bigger than PUBG. <laughs> and someone clipped it and called me an idiot because they were like, nothing's ever going to be bigger than PUBG, you know? And I always said when I played PUBG, I was like, all it's going to take is for something to launch that's better optimized, that offers this Battle Royale experience, and it'll crush PUBG. And that's exactly what happened. And it was chintzy and goofy and it looked like a kid's game, and you could build towers it didn't matter. It was better optimized and it ran better. PUBG was a mess. It still is in some respects. It's better, but it was a mess. It was so poorly optimized. You should rebrand to listen to this idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I should change all my branding to that. <clears throat> yeah. 
Dracus Pander. If the new Halo doesn't stick the landing at launch, what's your short-term and long-term prognosis for its success? I'll let you define what success means. Okay. I, I, I can only predict so much that, that happens in the, in, in the future. You know, like people tweeting out narrative armor and then stepping down from their organization because they're worried about stuff that's going to come out. Like, I, I, I can predict that and then that happens, right? I can predict that in, in, in this certain situation with, with Halo, this, this is about as far as I'm going to be willing to go. If it launches and it's bad, like, like, measurably bad, <laughs> and it falls on its face, it'll be obvious because player base numbers will be bad. You know, all, all of the, the, the token situations will be well in hand, okay? They'll all be well in hand. They'll be, they'll be visible. No one will be able to deny it, right? It'll, it'll likely only get one more shot. It'll get one more shot. If they want to have their their one year later rub the paddles and like try to bring it back to life, they can have a No Man's Sky moment. But that's probably it. I would I would not give them I would not give them much of a chance after that. If this thing launches and is just abysmal and it falls on its face and it's bad. It's buggy. It runs poorly. It's it's just it's just bad, right? If Halo doesn't have a million concurrent players in multiplayer for the first few months, it's a failed launch. I mean, maybe that seems really high. A million concurrent? That seems incredibly high. Do you mean a million after the day is done, or like at any given time there's a million people playing? I don't know. That is so high. I don't want to go down that. That's that's a hard rabbit hole to go down. But they would only have another shot. Like one year. One year later, rub the paddles together and kaplunk, like try to reset the whole thing. That'd be it. After that, it's over. I don't don't think they would be able to come back from it. Halo 3 had millions, but a different time. I think a million concurrent, you said... In the fir- for the first few months, I just don't know. CS:GO is an eight-year-old game. It has almost seven hundred thousand players playing right now. But it built up to that, did it not? Halo needs to have one million concurrent on average to be considered successful. The I mean, do do we have reports somewhere? Can we see what concurrence look like in Fortnite, Apex, and Call of Duty to compare? Because that's certainly going to have an effect, isn't it? Like. CSGO got its hooks in people a long, 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 long time ago. Halo is trying to get people to come play their game in the midst of insane market saturation. A million concurrent might be completely unreasonable. You know what I'm saying? It might be unreasonable. Now, six months later, maybe it builds up to close to that because it just, it hits its stride. Big tournaments, big personalities play it, and they start to hook a ton of people. But it's so different now. CSGO was out for such a long time. 2019 saw a concurrent player count of 12.5 million in the game, and 2020 saw a record high number of people playing when 15 million came together for the Galactus event. 2020 also saw Epic Games report that Fortnite had 350 million registered accounts. Gee, many freaking Christmas. That'd make your dadgum nosebleed. 
1 million is small is it small Fortnite is so anomalous though is 1 million concurrent small when so many other games have such a large audience you know what I mean it's there's such it's such a large audience it's like you got you got Warzone because Call of Duty is freaking enormous you know Warzone has about 350,000 right now three platforms yeah I mean Wars Call of Duty is according to their own words they have an enormous audience they're just very successful and it's free and they have 350,000 you know what I'm saying like 350,000 across three platforms yeah Fortnite also has the advantage of like being on the Switch and being on mobile like Gemini Christmas mobile had to be like so good for them like mobile mobile has to <laughs> I don't know what the Asian market thinks of Fortnite but as soon as you throw your game on mobile I don't know that's cheat code right there <laughs> that's a cheat code for engagement numbers cause that 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 that's, that's that audience is the biggest gaming audience around right now like mobile is insane I don't know if Ninja Poo Poo's on Halo at launch, that would be the biggest hit they would take. We all know he'll be going back. He's going to be under. He's probably already in a contractual obligation to play it. I wouldn't be surprised if they've got controllers with his logo on it. That was probably part of the mixer deal, and I wouldn't be surprised if they retain some of that contractual obligation, because that is a huge aspect of his 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 deal and his brand. Even his announcement, they had Master Chief in the audience. You know. They had Master Chief in the audience. So, the amount of kids playing Fortnite on mobile is scary. They'd be good too. Pfft, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think a million... You gotta think. Game Pass is in the 20 millions right now. Okay? So that's high. That means a lot of people are gonna check out Halo Infinite. A lot. Because you gotta think. They're in the 20, 20 to 25 million Game Pass subscribers. By the time Halo Infinite comes out, let's just say they have 30 million subscribers to Game Pass. A giant portion of that 30 million is they're fans of Halo. Undoubtedly fans of Halo. So I can see them all diving in and playing and, 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 and playing the campaign as well as, I mean, it's easy. You don't even need Game Pass to play uh, the PvP. You don't even need Game Pass to do that. So... But to maintain 1 million concurrent a month in, I, that's such a tall order. I would say 500 to 600,000 concurrent is going to be really, really good. And that could obviously grow. If it's not 1 million concurrent for the first few months, and again, keep in mind the multiplayer is free, then it's a failure. But it's only on one platform, Wheezy. It's only on the Microsoft platform. It's not on mobile, it's not on the Switch. It's not on the PlayStation. Like I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I th- I think you're. I think you're. You're comparing. I I think it's better to compare it to Call of Duty. I think it's better to compare it to Call of Duty and Call of Duty concurrence being in the 300, 300 to four hundred thousands. I think is a better comparison. PC and Xbox? Sure, it's on PC and Xbox. That's basically one platform. It's on the Microsoft platform. That's one platform. It's not on mobile, which is huge. It's not on Switch. Huge. It's not on Sony. Huge. 
like there are so many Sony PS4s and Switches in in circulation and they're not on that and Fortnite is like I just what is it 118 million PlayStation 4s were sold and how many millions of, of the Switches were sold and they're not they're not there they're not over there they're net, they'll, 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 you know, Halo won't be playable over there and Fortnite is I think it's far better to compare concurrence of Call of Duty to Halo not Fortnite between Xbox sales and Game Pass, there's about 60 million users, maybe. What am I looking at here? Mm-mm. Average players, 500. Average players, 640. What is, what's this Steam chart from, uh, Weez? Peak players, 900. Peak players, million, 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 million. Who is that? Is that if you're if you're if you're retreating back to CS:GO again? My biggest concern from comparing Halo to CS:GO is that CS:GO has been around for such a long time; it's captured and retained those people. Now, Halo has certainly been around a long time, but its 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 history is now marred with Halo Five and the handoff from Bungie, which has ultimately hurt its 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 player reception and its other than the Master Chief Collection. It, there's not really a great way to maintain, you know, your player base right now. So, CS:GO doesn't necessarily have to compete with Call of Duty and Fortnite because it's been around. It's it's one of the granddaddies. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not fair. Halo has to break into a saturated market right now. CS:GO is a part of that saturation. It's a pre-existing condition. <laughs> it's a pre-existing condition. CS:GO is a pre-existing condition. It's in there. It's been around for such a long time. It's not necessarily in competition with Warzone, Fortnite, and Apex. Halo Infinite is in direct competition with those games because those audience members are already playing those games. They're already playing Warzone. They're already playing. Um, they're already playing Apex and Fortnite, and they're on such a such a massive platform. I don't know. I feel I feel like you're really stacking the deck. So a month in, you can be like. 500,000 players concurrent. Yeah, Halo Infinite's a failure. Well, you set the bar so high. I don't I don't think it's I don't I don't know. I'll eat crow if they can if they maintain 1 million concurrence a month in and and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is insane. This is so many players. Wheezy was right." Right? But I'm not going to say, "Oh man, 600,000 concurrence. What a freaking failure." If they've got twice the concurrence of Call of Duty, I'll be like, "That's a success." Call of Duty is, they're literally putting 12, 10 to 12 studios on Call of Duty. That's how successful it is right now, Wheeze. And their concurrence are in the 300,000s. Come on. Come on. That, that's, not, that's a commercial success to be having concurrence above a quarter of a million players. That, that's a massive success. And apparently the studios think so. The publishers think so. They're putting 10 studios on Call of Duty. They've, they've said this is some of the best Call of Duty we've ever created. 100 million concurrence on basically 200 million platforms, Xbox and PC combined. Well, what do you, but what do you think about the Call of Duty numbers though? Like, what, like, like Warzone's doing amazing, 350,000 concurrence. But if if Halo's got 500,000 concurrence, that's a failure. I just can't see that. It's literally 05 percent of all of the total platforms. But Wheezy, Call of Duty Warzone is free, and it's also on the Sony, which is in way bigger saturation than Xbox. So I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't get the math here. 
the math the, the math here doesn't add up for me because Call of Duty is in many respects a longer standing franchise than Halo it's on more platforms where's the war zones not an estimate what's the actual number I'm just trusting the 350 that was put in chat I don't know Call of Duty Warzone uh, concurrent players um it does I don't know if we can get an accurate count anywhere uh hundred million unique logins and counting but that was last year I don't know if there's a place to track that all I see is Warzone banned 350 well they recently topped 500,000 banned players how many players are playing Warzone right now? G Infinity Sports. Um, as of February 25th, 2021, they have noted there are around 250,000 active players. So that was February of this year. Warzone at playercount.com was showing 250,000 active players. So according according to player player count a website that specializes in player counts they were estimating in February of this year 250,000 playercount.com Call of Duty Warzone so Eugene's got the site right now 293,000 players are online playing Call of Duty Warzone according to that website so I, I, I yeah I don't know thanks mama you're, you're talking about you're talking about Call of Duty's on more platforms it's, it, it's on the PlayStation you know what I mean it's on the PlayStation you can play Call of Duty Warzone in way more places that you're going to be able to play Halo Infinite and you're setting a million concurrent as it's this or a failure Warzone is booming and having massive success and they're in the 300,000s a one third way larger platform and they're at a third of what you're setting the bar for Halo. I, I don't know. I feel like you're stacking the deck. I don't know. It feels like a very stacked deck. So we get one month into Infinite's launch, and you're like, oh, 400 to 500,000 concurrence? It's a failure. Well, come on! Uh, what's the last game you called a failed game for not having over a million players for over two months? That's what I'm saying. All signs, all signs, all reports, all strategy points to the fact that Call of Duty Warzone is having massive success, and yet their concurrence are in the 300,000, and they're on way more platforms than Halo Infinite. Look at Apex on this good website. I'm not saying that those numbers are are 100% accurate, but come on. They can't be off by that much. What's the margin of error on a website like that? So if they're showing the concurrence are at 300,000, I don't know if I don't know if there's a better resource for measuring Call of Duty Warzone concurrence. If there is, it'd be great to look and see.
is it still a failure if the multiplayer is the only thing that succeeds and the main $60 game doesn't sell well? In other words, if this is a net loss financially for 343, will it um, spell the end of Halo? You gotta understand something, Bleep. Halo Infinite is not out to sell copies of their game. You can play Halo Infinite's campaign through Game Pass, and the multiplayer is free. That's not the measure of success of this game. The measure of success of this game is a full player funnel and people buying battle passes. And, and Microsoft wants people on Game Pass. That's the success of Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite is not out to sell $60 copies of the game. They're, they're making it really easy to not buy the dadgum thing. <laughs> Apex is at 940,000, but it's also on PlayStation, which has a much larger install base. Oh, so that same website, player count has Apex at 900,000? That's crazy. All I'm saying is this website is off for Activision numbers. World of Warcraft, 253 concurrent right now. Is there another site to compare and contrast that would give us World of Warcraft numbers? Apex is 100,000? That's what I mean. I didn't think Apex would be close to a million concurrents. That seems, like, impossible. It's not... It's not... It's popular. It ain't that popular. According to an article in PC Gamer from last month, Apex is at 100,000 concurrents. Apex is close to 100,000 on Steam. Right. Right. So Apex is close to 100,000 on Steam. Usually Destiny's in the 50,000 mark. Right? So if it's got 100,000 on Steam, I don't think it has another 800,000 right now on the other platforms. If Apex has 100,000 concurrent on Steam right now, I would say Apex at this moment is probably close to 500,000 to 600,000 concurrents. As soon as you add in all the other platforms. I I can't see Steam being the low man on the totem pole. Correction, 200,000. Oh, 200,000. So yeah, you know, it's it's probably around 600,000 concurrents right now. Again, it's on way more platforms. 118 million PlayStation. Apex hit a peak in the last 24 hours of 230,000 just on Steam alone. 
I think my biggest hang-up with this prediction, Wheezy, is that what Eugene just said. Halo is a Western console FPS. All these other shooters are breaking into markets that are enormous outside of the West. You know what I'm saying? The minute you're on mobile, PlayStation, and Switch, that's a friggin' cheat code, man. That's a cheat code! Like, so so sure, Apex is booming on Steam, yeah. And then it probably is also booming on all of the other platforms. Microsoft is literally going to have their Xbox platform and then the PC crowd, and then that's it. There's nothing else. And I wouldn't be surprised if the PC crowd is not huge on Halo after all this time. Halo will be lucky to hit 100,000. Well, I mean, that's just kind of silly. They're going to, I mean, by the time it launches, there'll be about 30 million Game Pass owners that'll be able to play the campaign, let alone the entire Microsoft platform can play the PvP for free. They're going to have well over 100,000. Seven thousand daily logins for the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, I don't think the PC audience is going to receive Halo very well. Nothing for the Call of Duty numbers are accurate. They're all guesses. Yeah, I mean, you're the the screenshot of the Steam charts for Apex. I think is a pretty good picture into the fact that Apex is approximately, I would say, in the six, maybe seven hundred thousand concurrent range. Because you've got to factor in how many hundreds of millions of Sony, PlayStation, and Switch users are in there. You know what I mean? Halo Infinite will have that in queue on launch. Like, the debate that we're having is because Wheezy said after about a month, if they don't have a million concurrence, it'll be a failure. And I'm like, I don't think that's a, oh, excuse me I don't feel like that's a fair bar because it, it doesn't get the land on two actually three of the most massive markets right now that help funnel so many players into Fortnite the Switch mobile and the PlayStation that's so many that's that that those, there's so many people with those platforms that Halo won't have access to so expecting it to have a million concurrence a month in, I'm like, there's just no, I don't think that's just, there's no way. If they have 400 to 500,000 concurrence a month in, I would say that's insanely successful because they make a, they'll make a ton of money off that. They have, all those people buying battle passes and coming back, half a million people playing at a given time. That's crazy good.
xCloud can be mobile though it's not ma- it's not like mainstream available right now isn't xCloud still all in beta Halo Master Chief Collection was number 5 on Steam bestsellers this week. Really? Yeah, if xCloud's not free to use, you're never going to compete with Fortnite being free on mobile and Switch and PlayStation. That's, that's, uh, that's, that is like nosebleed numbers of people. That's so many stinking people that can play that game. viable on streaming services no they if they if you have really good connection and they can get the latency down single player games probably are are good but i can't see a pvp game being playable I gotta quickly answer people's questions because we are doing Q&A and we had a really good question turn out. Let me quickly answer these now that I'm done with my lunch. Human type person says, what could reach base season add besides uh, noble team's armor, maps, if it's modes, weapons, how are they going to differentiate in the initial seasonal content from stuff in the base game? Staten seemed to indicate uh, in his commentary he said um Heroes of Reach as a seasonal theme for very specific reasons. It has a rich history, it's a key location for Spartans of old, and a focal point of, for new generations of Spartans preparing to wrestle with the perils and the mysteries of a galaxy that was fundamentally changed after the events of Halo 5. So, I I would wager to say it's going to be cosmetics, but also there will be story elements as well. Maybe revisiting areas or doing, maybe there'll be an activity, um, in key locations from Reach. Who knows? We're going to be playing Reach today, by the way. If you are looking for Halo Reach gameplay, we're going to check it out just to celebrate all of the news. So, um, Yeah, this is the first season, Human Sight Person. According to Staten, um, we picked it. They picked it as their, uh, as their first season. So... Uh, next question from Dracus Pander. Is Halo's speculated attempt to thread the needle between 
a one and done PVE and a seasonal model, do they risk being a master of neither? Shouldn't they go all in on one or the other? I got news for you. They are going in. They are going all in on live service. They're just not saying that. Do you want to know why? Because it's a buzzword that comes with all kinds of stigmas and negatives. It, 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 there, there's all kinds of stigmas and, and, and negatives with respect to uh, live service. Because the, if, if as soon as you call your game live service, there's all this baggage, there's all these expectations. There's also a lot of stigma about a live service thing. So they're not going to come out and say it. They're talking all the way around it, right? They're talking all the way around it. The real quote is, Jack of all trades, master of none, but better than a master of one? I don't agree with the second half of that quote. Being a jack of all trades is not as good as being a master of one. There's entire industries built around the antithesis of that claim. Like, when you go into a trades... And you're like, I need a painter, I need a plumber, I need a whatever, I need an electrician. You're looking for a master of one. You're not looking for somebody that can do it all. I want a really, really good plumber. Not a guy who's like, oh yeah, I can do it. I can also paint and do drywall and uh, oh yeah, I can do your lawn care. No, 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 no. I want a master of one. That's what the OG quote is. I I don't agree with it. (laughs) Maybe that's why I omitted the back half of it. It doesn't really make any sense. Are you sure that's the official? All right, hang on. I got to look up the quote. Jack of all trades, master of none quote. I have to look it up now that I'm curious. Oh, it's it's a little incomplete. He says, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So the guy is saying, you know, Sometimes being a jack-of-all-trades is better than a master of one. He's not saying it all the time. He's not saying it as an axiom. He's saying it as an oftentimes it is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I want to do it all so I can do it. You're using the saying wrong? I'm using the saying wrong? I usually use it to refer to video games. If they try to be a video game for everybody, they end up being a master of none. Like, their game is really thin. Biomutant's an example of this. It tried to be a jack-of-all-trades. It tried to have all these things from all these different games, and they ended up being a master of none. Nothing was mastered. It was all sloppy and thin. That game was not better than a game that's a master of one. Like, go play a really good rogue. You're using it as a negative. Jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Yeah, he's saying that it can be a positive, but it could also be a negative. It's not really a negative to be a jack of all trades. In my experience, it's commonly a negative. Companies that don't stick to their core competencies, companies that try to do too many things at once. Not everybody can pull off what Amazon pulled off, right? Like, most companies are not a jack-of-all-trades. Most companies are a master of one. Especially in, like, the trades business. 
do you want a master welder or do you want a guy who's like he's a jack of all trades he can do a little drywall he can do a little painting he can do a little electrical work and he can do a little bit of uh, welding well no I don't want that if you're welding my thing together I want a master welder I want this thing to be amazing I want it to hold together you know what I mean you don't always need the master I'm using it you know generically speaking you know what I mean it depends on the situation. Yeah, it depends on the situation. Lawn care is a good example. I need somebody that, that does good lawn care, good good maintenance. They don't have to be a master lawn like lawn care business, but I'm probably going to trend towards a company that focuses on like lawn care and lawn maintenance and not, well, I got a mower and a truck. I got a paint truck. I got some tools for some electrical and drywall work. I can kind of do it all. I, I would I would likely think yeah <laughs> no no thank you you know what I mean three masters is more expensive than the single that does a sufficient job and three masters would likely give you value for the money spent this gets into the philosophy of like you can't offer something that is both high in value and low in price like they're at, they're at odds if you do high in value low in price like it's you know what I'm saying New overlay for Q&A looks cool. Thank you. <clears throat> Alright. We got we to go to the next question. Next question. Next question. Chronic Spin Dash. One more. How would they incorporate Reach other than armor cosmetics? At the end of the Reach campaign, the planet is glassed and overrun by the Covenant. Do we go back and reclaim it? This could be, again, one of the reasons that they really recapture the nostalgia and recapture long-standing audience members if they realize that in that season... Once it gets up and going, maybe later in the season, maybe later in the, you know, in the calendar, they have it scheduled to do exactly what you just said. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um. mm Mm-mm-mm. Sorry. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that could be, that could be, yeah, 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 how it goes. Couple of new subs in the last couple of minutes, guys. Thanks for clicking the sub button. If you're enjoying the show, smash the like button, hit sub. We'll be playing Halo Reach in just a brief moment. King Key says, with so many BRs that have failed to live up to Fortnite and Warzone, how do they make the weapons and abilities stand out enough to gain a foothold in the market? I think they have to take a note from CSGO and Valorant. Good, reliable, and fair weaponry that feels rewarding to use, but also rewarding to excel at. That's the key. Right? That, I think, is the key. The key factor here is that you don't necessarily need that. Like, Valorant and CSGO have proven if you have really, really good, reliable weaponry that's fair, it's balanced, and it feels good to use and good to excel at, then that, that'll carry it. I'm thinking we should keep expectations low and not overhype it. It might just play like a shinier version of regular Halo. I, if that's all it plays as, homie, then that's not what they've set their sights on being. You can't have a 10-year plan to play a, a Halo with a new paint job. You know what I mean? Um, 
But yeah, to respond to King's question, I'm being a little bit more brief in my answers just to get through these here. Neos, I'm a bit of an odd man out here, but Halo 5 is my favorite Halo. Woo! Uh, what do you think Infinite uh, could take from 5 that would help it in the long run? Uh, some of the speed influence. I would say some of the speed influence. Other, other than that, you got to be really, really careful if you start borrowing... Uh, if you start borrowing from uh, from Halo 5 um, other than speed influence movement you know what I'm saying you can be really careful because a lot of what was in 5 was just not liked by the audience not liked by fans not really liked by anybody it just it just wasn't um Hmm. I was trying to turn my Xbox on. If you own property, you hire a jack and and a and sub to the tradesman. <laughs> That's right. Give me a second. My, uh, my Xbox, like the plug in the back, got unplugged. <clears throat> Halo is for boomers. Changed my mind. It's not worth trying to change a mind that has something stupid in it. Boomers didn't even play Halo. <laughs> Boomer is a term used by people that don't understand what it came from. Changed my mind. <laughs> Boomer is more often used by people that don't even understand the term. Changed my mind. The generation that played Halo are not boomers. <laughs> like, come on. Ashen with the last question of the day. The problem I'm having with Destiny seasons right now is it's just more Destiny. Is that okay for a game like Halo that doesn't have loot and focuses on cosmetic unlocks? I I don't know. No one under 25 knows this game exists. So do you just have ignorant statements loaded in the hopper? What else you got loaded up? (laughs) No one under 25 knows this game exists. You're right, you're right. One of the most iconic franchises in history and a central piece to the Halo, uh, to the Xbox Marketplace identity. And yeah, if you're under 25, you don't know what Halo is. <laughs> yeah. People under 25 don't know who Mario is. Yeah. What else you got? <laughs> what else you got? Um... Yeah, this, this right here, Ashen, is one of the reasons why they're gonna have to have they'll have to have pivotal moments in the story. You know what I mean? They'll have to be pivotal moments in the story because if not, if not, the concern ultimately would be is what you're saying. It's just it's just more Halo or it's just a new map or it's just a new mode or it's just new armor. I would think, I would think and hope that they paid enough attention to Destiny to know what to do and to not do 
to, you know, keep keep people interested, keep people playing, keep people, you know, um, you, you've got to keep people logging in. I mean, that's one of the reasons that Destiny dialed in so much FOMO. The reason that they dialed in so much FOMO is because in their mind, that was the, that was how you were going to keep people coming back was you better play, right? You better play. You better, you better put your time in or you're not, you know, you're, you're going to miss out. And, and what happened? Well, I, you know, people got sick of it. People ended up hating the FOMO aspects of, uh, of destiny. They just were like, no, I, I don't like this. I feel like it's a job. I feel like I have to play. I feel like I'm forced to play. And it ultimately ended up hurting the game long term. Now, obviously, you can see in Halo Infinite structure, they're wanting to push against that. They're wanting to push against that. They're saying, no, you can always come back and, and, and earn the stuff. Always. So... So if you're new to my stream, thanks so much for being here. Obviously, this subject was was actually a really, really great choice for the core audience. So thank you. If you're a longtime subscriber or a newer subscriber and you showed up today, I appreciate that. Apparently, I, we thought people were going to be just clamoring to talk about this, debate about this, and get information about it. But the poll this morning was very interesting. It definitely showed a split. There is a large portion of the Halo franchise and audience that doesn't think very fondly of Reach, which is largely probably why it's not such a big topic for people searching YouTube. So, genuinely, I, I, like, I was like, wow, big turnout from the core audience. So thank you if you've been a, a, a long or new supporter. But the, 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 new, the new sort of potential eyes that could have been on today's discussion, it wasn't there. So if you are a newer member, a newer sub, or you joined the discussion today, brand new sub, you voted in a poll, whatever, thank you for doing that. We're getting ready to play some Halo Reach just to kind of celebrate the news. Um, not every topic's going to be a banger. And interestingly enough, we, we really thought, we're like, oh man, Reach coming to Halo Infinite, that's going to be huge. And uh, the poll this morning really showed why. I was I actually was under the impression that Reach was beloved, but this morning's poll was a 50-50 split. Half the people voting in the audience were like, I put Reach in third or fourth place, and the other half of the audience were like, I put Reach in first or second. So, huge difference of, of opinion in the audience this morning, and uh, that, that just goes to show... When a franchise has been around this long, there are people that think very, very differently uh, about the the various the various installments um, in in the franchise. So, obviously, going to continue to cover this game and and be excited for conversations. We're actually going to go play some Halo Reach right now. Now, this live redirect has been working a lot better, but in the event that live redirect doesn't work. I will feature the video on the home page of the channel. So those of you that are watching, um, if you're watching on like a TV or something, it doesn't tend to work all that well. You can just go back to the main page and refresh. It'll be the featured. If you're in chat right now, you can use the link in chat or just let live redirect take you over and we will be over there playing some Halo Reach. Thanks for a great turnout today and a lively discussion. Hit the like button. Make sure your subscribe button and bell button set to all so you don't miss these streams. I'll see you over in the new one for some Halo Reach.